0: Welcome back to another episode of We Need to Talk About the Oscars, where we break down the 95th Academy Award nominations, movie by, or, well, not movie by movie. We are going category by category. Uh, And today we have one of our first uh, lump categories. So we dubbed this episode the creative episode. In this episode, we're looking at uh, some of these roles, some of the parts of the movie that happened behind the camera. And I guess that's kind of what the director does behind the camera, of course, right? We talked about director, but that's, I always think of the director as the face of everything that happens behind the camera. Now we're starting to get into some of those categories that really get into the different pieces that put together what a a movie is. And I'll admit for myself, uh, and I'm Mike, uh, your host here, uh, you know, for myself, this is an area, uh, starts to get in the area of movies that I know I enjoy. But I don't take enough time to appreciate because I'm focused on, like, the story and the actors. So uh, what we're talking about tonight in in the creative side, we are looking at the best makeup and hairstyling, best costume and production design. So, again, this is an area that for me is, uh, you know, I'm definitely not an expert here. Um, but I was excited to watch movies and uh, kind of get into them. And I'm interested in... Uh, some of, us, some of my friends here that might have different perspectives or more experience with some of these roles to maybe educate myself, too, and just appreciate movies in a different way. So without further ado, let me introduce the rest of our superstars here. We have the wonderful and talented filmmaker, Jackie McGriff.
1: Hello. How y'all doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are. I am doing great, because we are here, Jackie. I'm very excited for that filmmaking experience of yours. Uh, I'm counting on you to really... Help, uh, help me understand my what I, what I might not appreciate as much about some of these types of roles and the work that goes into it.
1: I, I'll know. do what I can. As the, as a yeah. filmmaker, you're always learning, so whatever I can bring to the table, of course, I'm always happy to, you know, provide that. But then, you know, like, I mean, again, a filmmaker is always learning, so there may be something that I also take from this, or you know. Something that I don't know, because I, I am not an expert at all. I do have, as you know, lots of opinions. Um, but <laughs> as far as knowledge, I, I will do the best
0: that I can. Well, I have no <laughs> doubt you'll do a wonderful job, Jackie. And with us again is our fan who, I just expect him to know, like, everything about every movie, because this is uh, who he is and why on our show that we do together, Punches and Popcorn, I have dubbed him the genius because of that knowledge. I have my friend here, Jason Bill.
2: Hello. Um, I've actually been doing my own production, costuming, and makeup of, of my own life for several years, and people have told me it's time for a remake, so just wanted to point that out. <laughs> oh my God.
1: That's amazing. I love that. I'm now going to take that, Jay. I hope you don't. Know.
2: Oh, run um. with it, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, before we before we get into the categories, just wanted to start as we kind of have uh, what have you been into? What have you been watching lately? Any uh, off the cuff thoughts you kind of want to throw in there before we start digging into the categories tonight?
1: Um, I just watched um, Avatar: The Way of Water, so I-, I really liked. So I really liked the the first one and and then um james cameron had to open his mouth and so i was i was excited for the second one and then again he had to say some off the cuff thing about the lakota nation and i was like oh okay no and then but i was like well i need to watch this of course you know to keep up on everything that we're talking about here on the podcast so i went yesterday with a friend um also bearing in mind that it is three hours and uh 15 minutes and um, which is usually okay for me, but I'm like three man. I, okay, um. So so I did that, um, and I was determined to like critique the hell out of it. And at the end of it, I was like, "Damn it, I liked this one." Yeah. <laughs> I was like,
3: "That's awesome!" I,
1: <laughs> so, I, like I, I there, I went to I like turned to my friend, and I was like. Damn it! It was actually good. I hate. <laughs> it looks like I hate this. Um. So listen, I do again. I I go in, you know, and I'm like whatever, and then. So I was. I'm sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised. Um. So that. So that was at least nice. I just. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So that's what I watch, and also just because I've been eating something like other than like. The, the movies that I have been watching, uh, you know, for the podcast, you know, some some experiences great, others terrible, which you will hear about tonight. And um, I <laughs> it was like, I swear I don't hate movies, but man, this is doing something else to me. I'll have to watch like reruns. I re, I watch reruns of Ted Lasso because that's my comfort show. Um, and the nice. the new season is coming out, and it yeah. has there's a lot riding on this. Um, I need it to be great. I need this season to be great, cause it's 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 my comfort. I I am tell you right now, if someone tells me that they haven't watched Ted Lasso, for all of those who are listening, who have not watched Ted Lasso, it's on Apple TV. What are you doing? I will reach out. I will give you my credentials. Please watch. Please watch the show, cause it is.
0: Uh, but if you awesome. work for Apple, you didn't hear anything.
1: Right. Exactly. Um. If you did, yeah what no um right, exactly.
0: I heard nothing. that's it that's that's what I've been doing lately Yes yes this is the, right this is a good time I'm excited because being the Star Wars nerd that I am uh Wednesday the Mandalorian season three comes back and then it's like two weeks later is lasso so this is a, a wonderful time of year and a much needed cleanse of, of just the misery that we' have been enduring with these Oscar movies. I will say, so I got to spend the last past week in beautiful sunny Mexico, uh, just soaking in the sun and seeing a ton of iguanas, which are now like my favorite animal. Uh, They're just so cool. And uh, yeah, so I had a great time there, did a little bit of movie watching um, on my plane flights and actually got to uh, enjoy some high cinema when I returned, went out with a couple friends of mine to go see Cocaine Bear. So that movie was everything nice. I hoped it would be and more. And the thing that surprised me was it was significantly gorier than I expected. It's actually almost like a slasher movie. That There's just some really gruesome, gory stuff in it. So Elizabeth Banks was the director of that. She clearly had a lot of fun. I also liked. there's several ac- recognizable stars from The Americans, which is one of my favorite shows was in that so there was fun cameo there's a lot of cameos in it Ray Liotta's last role he he was fun I mean you could just say right, it was a movie Ray. the movie was fun yeah. and you could tell like the cast is ridiculous and it just felt like everyone like O'Shea Jackson Jr. is in it um oh I forget his, I just think of him as young Han Solo because he was oh Alden em-
1: Emmerich yes
0: yeah, yeah yeah they're you know they're all in it there and it just seems like everybody is having a blast in this movie. Um, Isaiah Whitlock is in it. He's always uh a treat. He's such it's, a random I know, I know. It, it's like ridiculous. Him. It's absolutely oh, as ridiculous him. as you would expect it to be, and then some it was fun. I and it you know what? And it was an hour and a half long. So I got to see <laughs> a ridiculous coked out slasher bear for ninety minutes, go home, and that was a great way to kinda end a vacation week. Um the other thing I will bring up, uh, movie related, that is uh, not, but his book, uh, the audiobook I've been listening to during my trip, and that is uh, is Danny Trio's autobiography, and he's like oh. one of my favorite, favorite, I mean, how can you not love Danny Trio, uh, his book is great, and he narrates it, so it's just hearing his <laughs> voice in that, but I thought of you, Jackie, because he, the first one oh, nice. was just I didn't in the know that. he was, he was talking about, um. Edward James almost, and I know that uh, your uh, your our voice, your representation in cinema podcast is doing. Uh, and I, is it just on Edward James almost? Yeah,
1: it was like it's about the legacy. So we go through yes. quite a few of his films. Um, so it's, and yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's interesting that he talks about um, he. So one of Edward James almost iconic roles in this movie, American Me. And it came out at the same time as another movie that I remember loving as a teenager called blood in blood out. And they're both basically about Mexican and Mexican gang mm-hmm. in prison. But Edwards James almost is like says that it's based on a true story about the founding of the Mexican mafia and Treo Like he spent a long time in jail and like with gangs and stuff before he got into movies, he talked about like meeting with almost and, Uh, You know, he has his own kind of thoughts on, like, whether it's almost like the people that did the movie, kind of how they put it together. But he said it like he tried warning him that, like, you're taking liberties with these stories of people that are, like, actual people and actual gangsters. And, Mm -hmm. like, you might think that you're a movie star, but, like, these people don't give a shit. And Mm -hmm. if you represent them wrong, like, there's consequences to it. And so they just talked about it where he said, like, compared to Blood In, Blood Out, which is the movie Treyo ended up deciding to do that one instead of mm-hmm. American Me, because he's like, well, this movie fills itself as fully fictional. So
3: mm. even though you
0: can tell, like, there's inspiration by real people, like, right. it doesn't pretend to be it. So it got more of a pass from the different, the gangs and some of the people involved. But I guess he said that, man, it's something like, like 12 people were killed because of american me like some people in prison that like what? That basically the different and again i don't even want to speak about it like too much here because clearly he's like he made it clear that he's like yeah you can think you're in like hollywood or something but like whatever real, happens I'm, anywhere like yeah it gets heard in prison and they will deal yeah. with it yeah and he's like and so basically like you know the powers that be inside said yeah we don't want people working on this but they had said that like, look, actors, because Trio said like when he talked to some of the like higher ups in the mafia, they, he asked him like, cause they reached out to him and were like, Oh, you know, what have you heard? And he asked him, he's like, is the, are the actors and the stat, like the the crew, the cast and crew, are they okay? And they're like, yeah, yeah they're fine. Like they're just people working. Like we understand they just want a job, but it's like, I guess it was like people that were warned like, don't do their get away from don't be associated with this but then continue to that like they met not nice ending so
3: oh my god yeah, it's
0: great so I want to know like I don't know if I've ever seen that movie but it's uh yeah it was pretty wild hearing that <laughs> so wow crazy stuff uh mm-hmm. yeah it'll, I'll be interested like you know when you do your podcast you see here like any of that elsewhere um but I really uh, that side as shocking as that is. I do really enjoy Danny, Danny Trios' autobiography. I'm about halfway through it now. Like, God, man has left a wild life. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, that is we aren't here to just talk about Danny. Even though I would love to <laughs> spend entire podcast talking about that crazy man. Jay, how about you? What have you been watching?
2: Uh, it sounds like you're making argument to join the. Um, Edward James Almost podcast there, Mike. I think you would add a lot of value. Um, <laughs> I would like to. I think I have made know, my invite, contribution to that
0: comment.
2: Right, maybe you've already said enough. Yeah, no, I'd like to join you uh, when <laughs> he's Lieutenant Adama, because that's that's my that's my captain, row. So, um if you ever do a Battlestar Galactica episode, Jack, yeah, I will be. I will join. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, back because <laughs> that's my guy right there. Anyways, so I mean, I'll make my quick because uh, I watch like kind of old weird foreign film um but um focusing on or i don't know that sounds weird but what i've been watching a lot this week is uh the criterion channel has a uh collection of of Romy schneider films she was sort of like think of like a sophia loren back in like 60s Mm -hmm. 70s Mm. era and um she's just amazing she's kind of like way stoic and kind of like just not doing much in front of the camera but like just her her like i don't know she just has this chill way about her but she's I mean, like, the camera just eats her up. And, like, just – she started off, like, at 17 in, in films. Like, a, you know, basically a child star, almost, if you think about it like that. This movie called Sissy, where she's a um, – basically, like, a, like a she's going to marry the her, – her sister's going to marry the king. And she she still's the king. Um, but it was, like, kind of like a beloved movie back in the day. Um, and then she worked hmm. right in through, like, her, you know, 20s and 30s in um, really kind of great uh, – all kind of international, like French films, German films. Um, I'm pretty sure she did it, an American film, but like fun French films, like uh, the the crime movie Max and the Junkman, which is a great movie, uh, a great movie and great title. And then a lot of like, like romancy things like Caesar and Rosalie. I won't get into the plots because we're trying to tighten up our episodes. I just did um edict <laughs> right now. Um, but what was kind of uh, upsetting is she actually had a, a tragic ending. She's 43 years old. Um, uh, well, she, I guess one of her children died and she you know, didn't do super well with that, which is so understandable. And they said that, that sort of led to her downfall. So it wasn't like a, it, it was, a, you know, potentially alcoholism, heart failure type of thing, but, um, you know, oh. tragic figure, but also like a beloved, you know, uh, you know, European actress who, um, I really didn't know much about till like this past month. So, uh, it's been to check out her
0: work and, and, um, I'm a fan. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Alright, cool stuff, Jay. Yeah, you always watch interesting things. So I will I have to expand my repertoire and just yes, both of yeah, you it, I feel really like don't I get lot. It's a lot, it's a lot
2: of things. time. You have
0: you got <laughs> children,
2: you got life. I, I don't have those things, so I, I can delve into this stuff. <laughs> I
0: see. Well, uh well, let's delve into our categories, right? Um all right, so mm-hmm, the first mm-hmm. category that we are starting with tonight, or I'm gonna start us with is costume design. So uh again, this one I this is costumes like what the characters in the movie wear. Um, is there anything else like mm-hmm. nuanced to this I should appreciate or know by the view? No? We're good?
1: Not that I'm aware of. Um yeah. it's it yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot that goes. I feel like it's often not <laughs> appreciated enough. Um, and certainly there's there are some movies that are very obvious, um, right? Uh, I think there was the one year that um, Corella was nominated for this. And I was like, if this does not win, I swear to God. Um, and I believe, yeah, I believe that, because like, seriously, the dresses that she made. So um, Corella, so like, awesome. oh, my God, I wanted all of so them, good. Jay. I wanted yes. all of them. I was like, somebody make me every single one of these. <laughs> like, it's just. <laughs> you know, i was obsessed i well, am still
0: so, so well that is wonderful that you bring that up because that is a perfect transition to last year the 94th yeah. academy award <laughs> cruella won cruella. best costume design oh good That's and good, to hear. good connection to us now the uh costume designer for that the person that won for that role jenny beaven is also nominated for one of our movies tonight and has been nominated a boatload of times so she's clearly an og oh. Uh, she, just for its competition, it it went against Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Uh, last year was the year I only watched all the... I watched only all the Best Picture, Acting, and Writing awards, so I never saw Cruella. Um, I have to see it. So oh, my pick on. for that like, was definitely
3: because, Dune, I'm because I love Dune. Um,
0: I'll have to watch Cruella. Yeah, you know, I... I my daughter really wanted to see it, and I, but I wasn't sure, like, is this an actual, like, kid-appropriate nice. movie, or?
1: I think so. And I mean, it's, it's got like, an
2: edge to it, but
1: maybe? It's got an edge, but, I mean, not anything that's worry. I mean, it's like, it's okay. Cruella de Vil, so it's like.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So clearly she's you were all right. She's got a that. already, <laughs> right, yeah.
1: right, right. No, I yes. thought it was a we very too, too, good like twist on the character. Um, I really enjoyed it. People were like ready to crap all over it because they were like, oh, Disney's just trying to like make like is it a cash cow, you know, with all these like live remakes. <laughs> and I was like, when has Disney not been a cash? I don't understand you. Right. It, like, it is what I they do. Always been. <laughs> this is right on brand. Anyone who complains about Disney, I'm like, where have you been? Like right. I don't want right. to go into the fact that I don't know the Lion King was done but like like it's <laughs> good but we're not going to. Um yeah. so I'm yeah. like we this is all about that we should. Um there has always been they've always been a money making machine so they're just going to find right. anything. I really liked Cruella. I thought it was very well done.
2: I loved they it. They got too,
1: this yeah. like incredible cast, right? And it has that like punk edge and I love yeah. that. And I clearly-
3: love it beautiful yeah. costumes
1: yes and and thankfully it won because i was like uh yeah i don't see any other competition here and it needs to
0: win yes, yes. <laughs> all right well let me go through our nominees for this year uh including as i mentioned jenny beaven uh who we'll get to on this list and then we can talk about uh you know which ones we like what really stood out to us and who we think will win so um starting out a movie that uh I know has brought some consternation to a few of us in trying to endure today is Babylon. And that the costume designer nominated for that is Mary Zofre. She has four Oscar nominations before this. And I was looking at her creds. Like she's done a boatload of Coen brothers movies, including tragedy Macbeth, you know, going all the way back to Fargo, she's done and even Kingpin, which is kind of funny. Uh, But yeah, she's, has a super long career. Uh, she was nominated. She hasn't won anything yet. Uh it has won any hasn't won any Academy Awards yet. But she was nominated for True Grit, La La Land, Ballad of Fuster Scrugs. Oh, which is that's a movie I watched over the weekend. Somehow I had never seen that. That was a lot of fun. Uh that was a pretty wild one. And, and Babylon. Uh so she has a long history with the Coen brothers and uh, director of Babylon, Damien Chazelle. Am I pronouncing that right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. That is correct. So
0: she basically, if you think of any of their movies, she's done those and Christopher Nolan movies. She's a ridiculous career. So yeah, she's, uh, yeah, she's a veteran here. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's cool to see those. Uh, next up is a movie I know we all love, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh, nominated mm-hmm. for that is Ruth Carter, and Ruth is another uh, uh, O.G. She, yes, yeah, she was nominated for Malcolm X, like. Yeah, she's okay. one of Spike Lee's, like,
3: like yeah. folk. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's been in a ton of stuff. She So she won. She has one win. She was the costume designer for the original Black Panther mm-hmm. and won for that. Won.
3: Yep.
0: yep. And she's also been nominated for Malcolm X and Amistad. Um, other movies of hers that have gotten recognition um, are coming to America. And that's coming to number two America. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the
2: sequel Everyone Needed.
0: Right um uh, that yep. did get nominated for a few awards last year it. uh but not the costume design award uh and selma again about uh, ruth mm-hmm. carter's been nominated and she has a super long career going all the way back to school days do the right thing oh yeah uh yeah she's been in it forever she's another og and did wonderful work here so uh ruth our other nominee or let's see next we have another uh, flashy movie elvis uh this is katherine martin is the nominee here, and she's—I believe she is—costume and production and, design. Uh, make, right, right. Yeah. So Catherine Martin is Boslerman's wife, and has mm-hmm. been involved in all his movies. Um, again, she's someone that's pretty known and respected within the within the uh, within the filmmaking world, and has gotten some uh, award recognition because of her the works that she has done. Oh, she has some recognition. Excuse me. She's won four Oscars. Yeah, yeah. She's the most awarded Australian in Oscar history. So we all know Bob Lerman, but we should be knowing his wife, too, Catherine Martin. She is clearly an important essential part. And we'll come back to her because she's not only nominated here, but she is in production design as well. Uh, Yeah, we should uh,
2: call her, uh, we should call her, uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm ruining this for you, Mike, I apologize, I was going to (laughs) say, we should call him Boz Martin, thank you, that's all I want to say, I'll stop talking.
0: I like it, I like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we have Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Shirley Kurata as the costume designer there, and this, I believe, is her first nomination. Um, She actually, in addition to being a costume designer, is a wardrobe stylist, so she has a lot of experience being a stylist with Billie Eilish, Lena Dunham, Pharrell, Zoe Deschanel. Um, so I think she's fairly new in the costume design scene, uh, which I feel like as a story, we get a lot with everything everywhere all at once, that a lot of the people involved with this movie were pretty new onto the scene and man, look what they delivered to us.
1: She killed it. She absolutely killed it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that is such a, First of all, it was a very ambitious film. I think we can all agree <laughs>
3: that it, oh, yeah.
1: it is, um, and yeah. it it executes just beautifully. And then all the multiverses, like that she would be responsible for, like picking and choosing and like designing costumes, and for it to be her first nomination, I'm like, okay, like let's get this woman some more jobs, because like
3: clearly uh, you have to think to <laughs> exactly, right. oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, now this is a, a technicality question here. The hot dog here. fingers, does that fall under costume design or makeup and hairstyle?
1: I hate it. Um no. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it technically be wouldn't it technically be like prosthetics? So well, if
0: I, you're I, yeah, I, I think, think makeup, right?
1: And so makeup yeah, and
0: I, that, right, that's what I think. That's yeah. part of why I asked with the costume, because I think what I didn't understand before when we get into makeup is so that doesn't just include like the make, but it's all like any body modifications done to an actor, are considered that make.
1: I would think so because of course I think. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Shape of Water was also nominated, but I think I don't know if it was nominated for hair makeup or for I know it was definitely for costume design. I think someone fact check me. Yeah. Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I'm like. That's what makes more sense, because you have to, uh, I what, right. yeah, no. Oh, this is such a great question, Mike, actually, because now I'm thinking <laughs> about it, and I'm like, but wait, it would technically also fall under makeup, but like, uh, yeah. So, Well, I, I'm
0: just awesome. going to, I'm going to preview for you that, though we aren't talking about this category yet, Everything Everywhere All at Once did not get a makeup and hairstyling Which award. is surprising. So maybe that, that will be ridiculous. a snub. Maybe yeah. that'll be a snub. Uh, We do have one more nominee in this category, though. I don't want to leave out. Again, this is our um, super veteran here, Jenny Beaven, and she was the costume designer for Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, a movie that I liked way more than I expected I would like. I thought it was an absolutely – It was so adorable. Right. Yes. Perfect word for it. It was very charming. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I also loved, like, there was the part of me as a teenager that was very into, like, French existentialism, so I loved all the, like, Sartre uh, references and stuff in there, but it was charming, and again, a period piece, and uh, Jenny Beavid, who's done a ton of this stuff in the past, uh, you know, this is right in her comfort zone, and uh, again, uh, but it's such a critical role for this, when the movie is about a Christian Dior dress, like, the costumes have to be on point. Because if they are not on point, right. like, and it's all the way around too, right? Like, it has to fit that, like, you have to buy in that this woman, uh, that you know, is this ordinary war widow from England, like, right? It has to feel real so that it's so magical that when she goes to Paris and Dior, like, you know, it's it's a big part in a movie like this, and uh, yeah. you know, of that here and yeah. So that's our nominees. We have again, it's Babylon. Black like Panther, we're kind of Forever, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. So I'm interested to hear from you both, Oh, you know, which ones did you love, um, were there any of these that you hate, or, you know, who do you think should win, uh, or if there's any snubs, like, man, I can't believe this didn't get nominated, thoughts?
1: I don't know about snubs for costume design, because um, so I was like I couldn't really think of any. I like I definitely have some in the other categories, uh, but uh, for this one, I think as far as I know, as far as I can remember, like this pretty much nails it. Um, for me, I think everything, everywhere, all at once definitely needs to win this one. I mean, just like looking again. Like at the costume sign especially for uh, Stephanie Chu's character, but then also, but for also Michelle um, yo's character as well. Like, oh my god, like the the costumes across multiverses. Like, it's just especially, especially like when she's an actress. That world again. I need the full movie. Okay, I need the full movie. <laughs> right. Like he just being smooth as hell. I'm like, and then her dress. I'm like, ah. Like, I, I was just losing my mind um, over that. So she needs to win. If they, if, if she doesn't win, it's got to be Black uh, Black Panther Wakanda forever. Because, again, the details, I'm just, like, thinking about, like, all the details that are put into that to, like, call back to Africa. And not just that, but then also when you're talking about uh, Tala Khan and then, um, and then, like, again, the de- the details are put in to pay homage to, you know, Mayan culture, to, to, you know, all of that and everything is, and that's also in the production design, though. I think I will get to my snub for that one, because seriously, what the heck. Um, but anyway, like, yeah, so my pick, I, well, I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but yes. No, that's um, all right. No, we're not okay. I was like, you I, was like I don't pick- know if we were at that point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think because we're covering three different categories today and everything, we can be a little
1: Yeah. So know. no, yeah. If if uh, everything everywhere all at once doesn't get it, um I would definitely say Wakanda Forever needs to get that. But as far as snubs, I don't I don't think there's any that come to mind. Yeah.
2: Jay, how about I have you? some you weird have some... Yeah, I have some weird um I think everyone kind of brings their own baggage to all these categories. For me specifically, it's, uh, I like to factor in like budget and, you know, if you hmm. think of like black Panther and, and Elvis and even Babylon, like, you know, they, they had, they had cash behind them to make these yeah. films. Um, yeah. and, and so like I factored in and obviously like, like let's, and then I have like a weird kind of like, let's spread the wealth. Um, so like had Ruth, not one, uh, Ruth Carter run for the original black Panther, which, um, I would have rioted in the streets um, if she didn't, because that was just like, I mean, talk about like you, you know, Mike, you were saying like she's been working since the '80s with Spike Lee, like what a career, kind of like, obviously not caper because she's still working, but like finally she gets recognized. Um, mm-hmm. But, but I, I think I'm, and I don't want to speak for you, Jackie, but like I feel like you're going towards everything ever all at once with Shirley, yeah. Carrada's work. I'm going there too because you know, um, you know, it's an A24 film, they had a 24 film, data budgets that like the Marvel studio has, or, or, you know, Elvis, um, I think it was a Warner brothers film. Like they're coming from the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the full, you know, studio budget right. going at it. Right. And I feel like Babylon maybe obviously doesn't have the budget of those two films, but you know, it, it's definitely like, you know, produced, whereas, you know, everything, everyone yeah. wants, it feels kind of like, yeah, it feels kind of like, um, and, and I'm also excluding Miss Harris goes to Paris and I, I'd like to throw that in there too. Cause it doesn't again, have the full that. Bed- benefit of like a big in a budget like that so i i'm going for like the you know the underdogs um so i am definitely a fan of, of, of what shirley did with everything everywhere all at once and just alone um the, the daughter's costumes uh is it stephanie is it
1: stephanie shoe yeah how do
2: yeah. see her last name shoe 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 I, I just everything she wore was just unbelievable i just she'd always show up with something different more ridiculous but somehow like it just added to her character. So, and then, but then it was like understated stuff too. Like every character had their own, uh, you know, like it, it felt like booky. Like it, it, just it was outlandish at times, understated. It's like especially their, you know, the the um, not obviously the Alpha universe, but they're, you know, wh- where we start off. It's just very grounded. It's not showy. But as we get into that multiverse, you know, things get get crazy with the costumes, and it, it it's just Things. So I'm right with you on that. Uh, um, Shirley, all the way. Nice, I do have snubs, nice. but I don't yeah, want to,
0: Mike, maybe we can talk snubs after you. Okay. Yeah. I'll get, let me, I'll, we'll give my, uh my quick thoughts here. So yeah, I totally agree with you that it's what Shirley did in that movie is so impressive compared to the budgets of the other movies. Um, it, I mean, it, it has to win it. I want Everything Everywhere to win everything everywhere at all ceremonies. Um, which it sounded like, oh, Jay, that's what I was expecting you to talk about what you watched. I was expecting you to give us some SAG updates, because I believe that uh, it oh, sounded yeah. like from the SAG Awards that Everything Everywhere All at Once won Everything Everywhere All at Once. So, uh, it, sure it sounded did. like I had a As very good should. night, but so I'm, I'm hoping it should here. <laughs> uh Aside from that, so man, I will admit I am really partial to kind of... Before going in to see all these movies, when I saw the nominee by who I wanted to win this, I will admit is Elvis because if there is a movie for costumes, it's just tell me I'm gonna get the jumpsuits. like the jumpsuits mm-hmm. may be some of the greatest costumes ever. and they didn't disappoint. They were fantastic and like all the the costumes in this mo- in Elvis were fantastic. Um yeah, but it's some of it is like, well, yeah, they're fantastic because Elvis really wore this stuff. Like so it's uh so uh, that so that aside, recognizing like, yes, I love that he did it and made it like wonderful. I almost think there's probably other parts of the movie and other nominations that probably represent what was brought to Elvis with that. But I mean the jumpsuits are the jumpsuits. Like you could go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and see these things, like yeah, it's cool. And again, not to knock Catherine Martin's work. like It's right. all around. There's beautiful work in that. Um, and she's but been I recognized
2: really... uh, multiple times already, and right, she has many right. trophies. So uh, right. as an exactly. only child I actually love sharing, and I think we should do that here.
0: Exactly. But I really, really, really love my pick. If I had to go here, would be Ruth Carter because uh, being the Marvel nerd that I am, yes. being someone who – Love, I love it. And I've said, it, like, over these past episodes, I feel like I've been, like, being the Marvel nerd, being the Star Wars nerd, being the Lord of the Rings nerd. i just that level of geek, Um mm-hmm. proudly. But, yeah, I loved the character of Namor. And I love that she was able to adopt, like, the costume. And you're like, this is Namor. And, I mean, really, the guy just wears skin-tight swim trunks. Like, it's not a complicated And we're thing, not complaining. But you right. have to. Right. <laughs> and, uh... But she did it in a way, again, which is one of the things I that I enjoy with the MCU uh, frequently is that they find frequently a good way to make nods to the original, you know, the comic book costumes, but then make it fitting in the world. And what I really love about it in this movie is that just as uh, as Jackie said, like, it's not only taking this comic book culture that is you, like greek mythology but he's they've now layered in this mayan indigenous thing. so i just man that was really really cool again anything with the wakanda like what she has developed you know from the from the first movie to this the costumes and i mean she's created a world that is so beautiful and so wonderful like you know everything about it is great so i freaking love that i mean i it would be awesome for shirley to win he totally deserves it. And I totally, I mean, it's different doing an A24 movie than a freaking Marvel movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your budget is out there. But, uh it, you know, it's its still, uh, it's a double-edged sword because the budget's out there. But once you're doing anything with Marvel, especially a character like Namor that has been out there as one of the, like, first comic book, like, hero, anti-heroes. I mean, his history goes, you know, oh, close to a 100 years now. So there's a lot of history with that and to like, and a lot of layers of visual interpretation. Like I said, there's a lot of pressure with those kind of movies to handle that, do it right. And I'm sure then all the, you know, when you're working for a studio like Disney, uh, you know, there definitely is thought on any of the costumes that you create, how is this going to be marketable, right? Mm -hmm. Where uh, you surely probably doesn't have to worry about that as much when going into and again not to knock it and say like oh she didn't have to but you know it's I, it takes I think some strength to be able to say to go into a movie like Black Panther and say I'm going to create this vision when I'm steer you know she's steering the course of major uh you know franchise business selling all that stuff like the stuff that she comes up with are gonna have a direct impact on You know, when you're at studios, they're not just looking at the tickets. They're looking at what's all the action figures and all, you know, she's creating that stuff, which is crazy to think. Like, you're not just making that, but you're also, like, these are not, like, kids are going to have these on lunchboxes and yada yada. So I I loved it. I thought she did a freaking awesome job. And uh, if it's not Shirley, then give it to Ruth. Ruth, again, is freaking awesome and beautiful work. Mike, I, I think you might have turned me, man. I, I I think I'm rooting for Ruth now. That was a hell of a well, well done. <laughs> yes. Well, then I want okay, but I have to hear your snubs now. You okay. promised snubs, so. Uh, so, it, I kind of
2: used this reference before, but I, I really liked um, nope uh, the the costumes Ooh, in that. Or yeah. you know, because a lot of times you think like with costumes. Especially in this category, thinking of like elaborate, like British period pieces, but but Nope was definitely kind of more on the subtle side, but it, it also felt like um, very poppy and, and comic booky in terms of the design of every woman. Like I could just like it was almost like after the movie, and I I think this should be a testament to costume, like I wanted to go get those action figures and that's what, and what they'd be wearing was exactly, you know, so I thought that, and I should probably look up that person's name, uh, which is horrible (laughs) that I don't know it, but that's a snub for me. Um, The Batman, also again, uh, going against the grain here because it's a studio movie, but that looked fantastic. And then just one more, uh, the Northman, the the, the Vikings look look pretty rad in that. So those are three snubs for me.
1: Dang, I, okay. Admittedly, have now maybe near near to a hundred, and I'm not even exaggerating at this point. The number of times that I've watched Noakes, seriously, it's like almost every other day.
0: Um,
1: I'm <laughs> a little obsessed with the movie, you know. Um, it's great, um, and it anyway, uh, so but I have not. I'm gonna definitely go back and and notice that not because I Jay, it really don't. I was not paying attention, um, and I think I do have that in my head when I'm thinking of like period pieces or like something that's just like going for extravagance that's where i start to think about um you know costume design but i was not thinking about that for for nope and so now i'm like huh okay so that is a challenge like I, i feel like oh okay maybe i need to like open up you know my mind just as far as like what i consider when i'm looking at you know costume design and you know which movies am i looking at because it's like of course it's easy to give it to like a period piece or to give it to something like you know something fantastical you know like a marvel film like a dc film uh, and everything like that but i'm just like you just blew my mind with that because i'm like wait i didn't
2: think
1: because i was was thinking like you're saying like talking and i'm like Wait, what costume? And then I'm like, wait, no, Jackie. It's literally just the clothes. Like, right. it's, not, it's not anyone costume, but even though, so- um, you know, Gordy, like, or whatever, not Gordy, the because that's the ape the um Stephen Young's character. Why can't I remember his name right now?
0: Yeah, can't it's um, a cowboy costume. Like, it's so. I'm sorry.
1: I'm like so. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's just what I was. Once he was saying that, like, talking about Nope, I was thinking about. Oh, there's some of these the iconic, like. Uh, right, Steven Yeun's, like, the the red cowboy suit yeah. with the hat. Or the friggin' the motorcycle guy with the chrome helmet. Yes. Like, all that stuff that's just so visually, all, like, you think of that. Yeah, you it know, pops and you know, on remember that motorcycle, like, all of those things,
2: like...
3: Yeah, that's like a just, good one.
2: Yeah, like when you're like if I was if you're going to go again this is me being a, you know, like a, a boy in in the 80s but like if I'm going to go get my like action figure set. Like I'm I'm excited to see all the, the you know, here's my like yeah. Kiki Palmer is, like this cool jumpsuit and and even the Best Buy guy. Like it's just everything oh God, right. Angel. Yeah.
1: Why do I remember his name and not Steven Yance? I don't know. <laughs> um Yeah. But no, I, so thank you, Jay, for that. Right. That is You're very welcome. I'm not going to be paying attention to that because no, because that's not fair Um, to, you know, not have that also recognized as like costume design. When Yeah. You have to think about who these characters are, what makes sense for them to be wearing. Um, And there's a lot that goes into that, even if it's not like something that you think that you've, you know, we all think of that. We've been programmed to think, you know, as far as like paying attention to costume design, especially, you know, for an academy you know nominated film and everything like that so or in terms of like what we think of as academy so thank you for that now i gotta go back and like pay attention to that
2: and it's alex uh boviard i'm probably butchering that last name but that's the you know costume designer for that okay Okay. cool
0: nice Nice. um all right so we've all kind of shared our thoughts sounds like we're all on team everything everywhere all at once with some impassioned love for Black Panther also. Um, while also calling out Jays, those are some good snubs there. Yeah, I had a hard time thinking of any snubs, though now it's something I want to think about and pay attention to for the, the films. I And I'm surprised Batman didn't, maybe because it was so um, subdued compared to a lot of other I'm, Batman
1: movies? I mean, I don't know about you, but like, and I. that's also another movie that I've watched. Um every other day um i <laughs> i have actually it is what i it's either that or stardust that i usually like fall asleep to because it's like i need background noise right yeah. i have watched the film okay i watched oh it twice That's in theaters, and i watch and i actually watched the film however um for anyone who's listening is like she only watches she only like falls asleep to it no i've actually watched it um no i i don't know about you but i was like I really want all of her suits. Like I want all of her cat suits. All like what she was like walking into the club with. I was like, listen, if I could just rock that, like let me be
3: <laughs> at a point,
1: you know, where I can rock all of these. Like even like down to like the hair, like her wigs and stuff. I was like, I'm, I want a hundred percent for this. Someone please um,
3: design me
1: Because the- seriously, like she's walking, right, right. she just looks badass, and I'm like, she's I so want to be badass too. <laughs> um and so, like, give me like, give me those so no just i guess super I badass. no and i'm just going based off of you know because i also want the costume um but like yeah no that doesn't make sense to me either like why that wouldn't be on the list for that too
2: And it know. really feels like um the, i don't know if we talk about this but who we think will win like just because i, I think oh yeah I mean, we gotta we gotta hit on that who do we think is like, gonna win I feel like, you know, at least I still think Oscar voters are specifically kind of like older kind of yeah. white folk. I, I really think Elvis is going to win just because they're like, you, you don't know, think it
1: might be Mrs. Harris?
2: Uh, it could I be that too, because it's it's obvious but... though, like, you yeah. know, if, if they've actually seen it or it's on their radar. <laughs> but I feel like, oh, like you were saying, Mike, like Elvis jumpsuits, you know, check, check the box. R- r- scribble it in on the scantron sheet and run it through the machine like that's that feels <laughs> right. obvious like right so i i hope it's not the one again catherine martin has been to war if she never won before this would be like a great time to give it to her but hey she does it would we got we got we got to recognize i them.
0: think there's a lot of ways this could go um because i could also see again hollywood loving hollywood i could see this going babylon that's true because they're like oh it's <laughs> golden age hollywood like and mm-hmm. they did it um so i could really see them doing that um i yeah i don't know i i don't know i, I it seems like again it should just be everything everywhere it should win everything everywhere but i'm with you yeah we'll we'll yeah. see what happens um and i mean I, these are the categories that usually we talked about like with angela bassett that hey this is like you know, one of the first times that, well, it was the first time, right. that of a, an acting role from one of those movies has gotten a nomination and, you know, but these usually it will get recognized in these types of categories. Uh, that's where they're like, okay, we're good giving Marvel the like technical
3: stuff, but
0: right. Just, so who knows? Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know where they're going to go. Um, all right. Do we want to move on to keep this train rolling over to makeup and hairstyle? Sure. Yes, please. All <laughs> right. So, Again, with a clarification, from my understanding, makeup and hairstyle includes any body modification. So any, basically anything on a character that isn't like a piece of clothing or a prop. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really important for a few of these roles here. Um, but we're going to go through our nominees. Uh, first, we get All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, Heike Merker and Linda, man, I'm going to butcher these, and I apologize for event. <laughs> it's Uh Linda Um Heike Marker, I think this is her first nomination for what I saw, but she also, uh, both of them have been involved with a number of, it looks like they have long history with German films, but also with other things, uh, Merker was also involved, um, did makeup for Crazy Rich Asians and Cloud Atlas, which is pretty cool. Um, And
3: okay, and Eisenhammerova
0: was also involved in. I think she might be the hair person for Snowpiercer and Aliens versus Predator, so which I thought was super cool. That is
1: so random.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, Hmm. so yeah, that's oh, uh, hold on, I gotta back up. So remember, we talked about all quiet on the Western Front last Hmm. year, so fitting the winner. 2022 winner was Eyes of Tammy Faye. If there was a movie that was going to win Makeup last year, it better have been that movie, and it was. And that mm-hmm. was a team of Linda Dowd, Stephanie Ingram, and Justin Raleigh. Uh, what, that was beat, what was it? I'm sorry. It was up oh. against uh, Coming to number 2 America, oh, Ruella, we... Dune, and House of Gucci. And out of all those movies, I have only seen Eyes of Tammy Faye and Dune. And I wanted Eyes of Tammy Faye because, uh, I mean, again, you can't like the most notable thing if anybody has ever even like glimpsed Tammy Faye ever, it is that makeup. And you have to make yeah. that work. Yeah, and it yeah, worked. Yeah. It was great. So,
1: ah, look, it's okay. So, against Ruth, Ruth up against Ruth Carter, and then who, and then I find it interesting um, in more ways than one. That, uh, what was the, oh gosh, I've just, I just lost my train of thought. What was the, what was the last person or the last
0: movie? House of Gucci.
1: Yes. That is what threw me for a loop. Deck, cause I'm like, house of, cause like, if you're going to go with house of Gucci, my whole thing would have been like costume, but okay. Yeah. That
0: didn't get nominated for costume.
1: Hair and makeup.
2: Yeah. Didn't huh. they make, like, Adam Driver look old or something? Something, weird,
1: like yeah. Uh, but I'm yeah. like,
2: I, I hope mean, he that... still
1: looked like himself.
2: Like, <laughs> he looks like right. Adam Driver, yeah.
1: He still looks like Adam Driver. So I'm like, okay, that's just yeah, weird... Gucci that was, did
2: like, not get weird. I feel like it was
1: like, right. I was like, I feel like they had to give them something. They were <laughs> like, we put out so right. much buzz about this.
0: That movie let's just, just looked terrible. I have never seen it. it. <laughs>
1: No, um, yeah, don't waste your life. And um
0: it's so, so. Is it like? Is it like the reverse of Mrs. Harris goes to Paris? We are like, you make a movie about a fashion house. You gotta nail the costume, and then they made a movie about a fashion house. And if they didn't nail costume, honestly, I mean, goofy. I,
1: I think I think what overshadows the. <laughs> What overshadows the costume I and mean, that is the bad acting from Jared Leto. But you know, <laughs>
2: and um, oh, oh, oh. he's having David. fun though. That movie needed some fun in it.
1: I <laughs> was that fun. Define fun, Jay. Like, like fun
2: for the rest, like of a life. hammy right. bad performance. I, I I appreciate something like that, and especially in that movie.
1: Well, you know what, Jay? <laughs> it's not
2: um, good acting. It's <laughs> acting. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Okay because
2: right. I was like it was well, I'm not saying I'm right I'm just letting you know what I said
1: okay no that's all good man it's all up here um, I <laughs> just like oh no <laughs> anyway, I'm, but I'm glad Eyes of Tammy Faye won because that definitely if you're again like what you said Mike if you're going to talk about Tammy Faye you have got to nail the makeup and I right. thought that was mm-hmm. well done so yep.
0: yeah it was it was alright well let's go back to our our current nominees we already talked about All Quiet on the Western Front. Next, we have uh, one we just talked about, The Batman. Uh, this The nominees for this were Naomi Dunn, Naomi Dunn-Done. Um, and she has done previously, she did 1917 and Cruella.
3: Oh, okay.
0: Um, yeah. And also, my, let's see, from that Mike Marino, who was nominated for Coming to America last year. So okay. I don't oh, repeat nominee wow. and then Mike Fontaine. Um, um,
1: I'm wondering if it was for the um was for the eye makeup alone. Um <laughs> for Bruce Wayne. Um <laughs> it's like that's immediately what I think of. And then I'm gonna start singing something in the way. Anyway, nominee.
0: Um, All right, I, I will so when we get through the nominees, I'll share my thoughts on why I think this is nominated. Uh so next, we get another one of our favorites here. We've got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. This is Camille Friend and Joel Harlow. I keep wanting to say Jack Harlow. That's someone very different. Uh, Camille Camille Friend. Um, she has been done a lot of stuff before where I had her. Nope, that's Catherine Martin. I had a thing up about her here. Because um, she's done a bunch of stuff, including... Uh, black Panther, Mockingjay 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, oh. Dreamgirls. Okay. Um, oh, let me just look this up. Uh, she, her specialty in a lot of areas is hair. And you look at the movies and it's clear, like, she's, blo- she's she's the one who's handling and, you know, making beautiful black hair, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, I'm not the person to speak to this here. You know, it's so problematically dealt with uh, in lots of film. But, yeah, she's hair department head in, man, this just jumped out of me, Tenet, Us, Captain Marvel, Glass, 13 we- Reasons Why, Black Panther, Detroit, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Captain America Civil War, Hateful Eight. Um, and that's just, like, this top of her, yeah, Mo- mocking j 2, oh, J 1, winter soldier Django, rock of ages uh the help uh the next karate kid the hangover that one she was a uh, hair stylist oh I mean, and the karate kid remake she was jaden smith's hair stylist that is quite uh, the hair stylist in terminator sarah Chron- sarah connor chronicles she norbit pursuit of happiness pirates of the caribbean Glory Road. Coach Carter. It, oh Ray. Like, And this is just, like, it Where goes from this? there. <laughs> yeah, in other words, uh, Camille Friend is freaking incredible. Uh, no. she, is, she has a ridiculous, ridiculous career. And, has she won uh, Oscar before, Mike? I don't think she has. She doesn't even have oh, a wow. Wikipedia page. That, it's, it's oh, oh, the
1: disrespect. Anyway.
0: But, yeah, but right? Joel Harlow does. Joel Harlow um, has actually won an Academy Award for Star Trek, and is nominated for Wait, Lone Ranger Star and Star Trek Beyond. Which Star
1: Trek was it? The 2009
0: one. Yep, 2009, okay. and he was nominated for Star Trek Beyond, which I still have not seen yet. And I heard it's actually I have
1: not seen that. I heard okay.
0: it was very good.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: it was. I liked the I liked the 2009 one. I thought Star Trek Into Darkness was a hot mess. I didn't um, like that. I, so they, I
1: actually liked it. Everyone craps all over it and I was like I I actually like that
0: one. Uh, I on. think we talked like you you were not like you had have you ever seen Wrath of Khan before that or know any of that? No, cuz you know
1: why? Cuz I couldn't it's get to those movies, movie. okay? Like
3: uh, I can't, see, I, can't yeah. do
0: it. I can't. And do my it. so Star Trek is not something I'm a huge nerd on. Surprisingly, we've we've reached a, an area where Mike's nurse. Yeah, nursing. I'm like. Um, but Mike my dad, 30? my dad is a huge Trekkie. Okay. So so I watched all these Wrath of Khan is my dad's like his mm-hmm. favorite Star Trek movies. So I've watched it a ton of times. Yeah. So it's I, I admit I probably wasn't giving it a fair shake because oh, it's, it's bad. I'm sorry. It's just. I think it would have been a lot better if it had no association with that at all Yeah. All like, they did is it, swap the characters for the I've, dramatic I mean, writing. I've heard that,
1: but okay, to someone who has not watched it, because again I can't. I'm sorry, William Shatner sucks. I can't <laughs> I can't do it. Like if we're but going to what you go like with, about
0: William Shatner. <laughs>
1: uh, I, just, I, uh, I just I just I just want to punch him. Is like it every time the way
0: he says
1: stuff. So if I'm going to go off a captain. Okay, it's gonna be Jean-Luc Picard. Um, no, I has. have not, oh, and man. I know I'm gonna upset a lot of trekkies when I say this. I have not watched Voyager, I can't oh, get through Deep Space Nine. No, yeah,
0: I don't watch any of those. Can't what?
1: Do. So everyone's like, no, Janeway, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I will at some point watch that. Also, we don't talk about the first season of Next Generation. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, okay. but like, and I can't get through Deep Space Nine because it just sucks. It sucks. It <laughs> So I, I really appreciated also because I just enjoy Benedict Cumberbatch as an actor. Um, but yes, I can see that argument for just I'm like, do something original. So I, I do see that. And of course, like that film had its flaws, but yeah. Um I actually liked it. I
2: also <laughs> like
0: uh, Carl
2: Urban as Bones in, in that. Movie <gasps> I, love so, I, oh
0: I like Carl Urban in everything. <laughs> Me always. too. I love him. He is amazing.
1: joke. Oh my god! Or what does he? Say? He
0: just like yeah. He's really good at. Oh, that
1: movie. I love, oh, I love
2: Carl Urban. Oh, no. And i sorry. Mean,
0: this is quickly turning tra-
2: tra-
1: a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> okay, my
3: bad. All right. Well,
0: let, let's move. Let's move on to. We still got yeah. two nominees, and we haven't even talked about the proverbial elephant in the room. Uh, Shut
1: up, first. Mike! I'm so done. No, I will. I will hang up oh, right
0: now. No, no, I didn't mean that, Allison. <laughs> Sorry, I was saying not of. A, uh, I'm not talking about Babylon here. No, That's too not. soon. Too so, soon, Mike. All right. So our next nominee is uh, is another repeat from our last category, Elvis. And the nominees here are Mark Coulier, who has two previous Oscar wins. I was just looking at this. Um, they are four. Iron Lady, and Grand Budapest Hotel. I I didn't have anything. If he had other nominations, he was also involved in the Harry Potter movies, um, X-Men First Class, uh, the Suspiria remake. Mm. Um, So he's been in a bunch of things, or been involved in a bunch of things. Mm. Uh, Also, Jason Baird, who did makeup on Kong Skull Island and Thor Ragnarok, which I thought was super cool. And Aldo Signoretti, um, who I couldn't find a lot about. So those are our Elvis nominees, makeup and hairstyling. Um, I have to think with this one, a large part of this nomination gets due to making Tom Hanks look like he did in that movie. Is uh,
1: terrible?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, our, and our final nominee, this is the elephant in the room I was talking about, or maybe more correctly, a different animal, the whale. Uh, this Our nominees here were... Adrian Moreau, Marat Moreau. I don't, oh man, I'm gonna say Moreau because that sounds cool. Um, sounds cool. He was nominated for uh makeup and hairstyling for a film, Barney's Version, which I've never heard of, and won the Genie Award for Best Makeup in Barney's Version and Cruising Bar 2. Um, I don't, I was looking at his nominee, like, he's been involved in a bunch of stuff, he has a long career. I don't know a ton of these um, other than like Secret Window, The Day After Tomorrow, Spiderwick Chronicles.
1: Oh, wait.
0: The Covenant oh, you know, I of know, Museum.
1: I, I Martyrs, know your favorite version. movie, Mike. I know oh, Bar-
0: I still have not seen it. And I feel like I, you've been warned by many not to see it.
1: I, I know Barney's version. I remember renting this actually just randomly out of Redbox when it like when it was released and stuff, and that was a very interesting film. I actually would recommend watching it. I yeah, feel it was like, like, solid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, feel like, I feel like it was um not talked about a lot, and yeah, it's definitely one to watch, for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, Judy Chin has some really fun nominations. Judy Chin, uh looked like she has some experience with uh working with... um why it's not right in front of me the director Aronofsky Ar- Aronofsky
3: yep.
0: Um, yep she's she's done she did Black Swan with him also did West Side Story and Frida were a couple of the ones that mm-hmm. she's been involved with before and uh Annie Marie Bradley was the third nominee from this category so um yeah all quiet on the Western Front Batman Black Panther Forever Elvis Black Panther forever Black Panther Wakanda forever Elvis and the whale, um, and I feel like a, a big theme to me from these nominees is uh, body Fair. modifications, basically in like making making people look like grossly huge. In, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, like heavy, uh, I mean, heavy. Like for Colin
0: Farrell in Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they made him yeah. unrecognizable in that. Yep. Uh, Tom Hanks in Elvis, yeah. and then of course <laughs> the titular whale uh brendan our man brendan fraser
1: um can i just say like like just hearing all the nominees um and being in like a a significant portion of them being men so i just want to like point out for anyone who's listening who thinks that you know makeup and hair is just like a women's thing like that's what women do it's like nope no men do this actually Fun fact: um, Jeremy Renner started out as a uh, makeup artist.
0: Really, really? Yes. I know that.
1: Yes. Nice. So I'm like, men can do this too. Right. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that out, but I'm, I'm all, cause I'm also like. Well, did Hawkeye do his own makeup then? Cuz like that that's the question. Like I just want to go up to Jeremy and be like, "Listen, I need to know. Did you do your makeup for this?
2: Yeah, Hawk, Hawkeye
0: shadow is what you're
1: saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: I will say my only experience with uh, theatrical makeup was my one acting uh experience credit or whatever. I don't know. I was in our high school musical Peter Pan. And uh, when, you know, we had to do, they explained to us that we had to do makeup because, you know, you're in a theater and what I was most excited, like 15 year old Mike was to discover that they could like with uh, eyeliners and stuff, draw facial hair on you. And that was like the most exciting thing for me to get like pirate mustache. Oh my God. Oh, that was Is that what you're wearing tonight, Mike? (laughs) <laughs> this is actually right this is all just you're really good at it now yeah i've worked really you get the hard the nomination to... for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, aside from me uh yeah what do you all think about the nominees this time who do you like who do you any snubs you can think of
2: i i, I want to quickly call out alquan on, on the western front which was good but i'm so good in terms of makeup uh and hairstyles but I'm so burnt out at like realist. I feel like now we make war movies obviously because it's award season and we need a war movie, but like, like look at how realistic this is. Like look at the bullet and the wound and the blood. And it's just like, I mean, I get that you can make this super like lifelike and and maybe it's, it's pumped up because it's a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just like, I, I, I'm just, I'm so burnt out on, on the, 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 you know, the, The whole idea of war is just a a bummer to me. So that they can make it realistic now, like hyper realistic, doesn't make me a you know endear me more to this genre. So um it's 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 not for me.
1: I have a counterpoint. Okay, so yeah, I like counterpoints. Yes, so to be I and I see all of it, okay, because listen, I'm I'm over all of it. Um at this point. Um however, however. So Again, giving credit to those people, because these people are not the decision makers. They are not the ones who said, okay, like, let's, you know, for for the Oscar season, let's give them another uh, war story, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so they're not the ones. They're the ones behind the scenes who get hired for a job, um, who are putting everything into this. So, yes, while I do take the point that I'm like, okay, we get it. We yeah. understand, like, to make it hyper-realistic, as you said, we've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's been overplayed. However, the mm-hmm. fact that this person can still do that and, like, all of because I was also checking this out, too, while watching. It's very fresh in my head because I literally just watched it today. Um, And it's just, like, looking at where did they decide to like place like you know the wounds all the dirt there's a bunch of different fluids just like you know like all over their faces it's there's right there's so much detail that goes into that to make the wounds i I mean i've worked with people on sets who are making like these huge like gaping wounds and it is insane to me that like Mm -hmm. someone not only like can just like look at something like or just like think of that in their head but then like put that on someone's face like makeup artists your face your body is their canvas and the things that they come up with are ingenious and so like I don't want to take away from these people who are in in of themselves filmmakers like I say I'm always saying everyone who works on a film you're a filmmaker no matter what. To say you're a filmmaker, right, like as one thing, but then like, no, like, okay, your makeup and, and hair, you are also telling a story, right? You know, with what it is that you put or you design on someone's face or in someone's body, whatever it is, like, that is that is insane to me. Um, I work as a photographer as well. I work with, with makeup artists all the time, and it's just it's a whole other art form that i don't think gets appreciated enough so while again yes i get that we are burnt out from seeing it we're like yes we get it war Mm -hmm. is hell i understand um i don't understand but i understand like but at the same time i just want to give credit to this person who did a an incredible an incredible job that takes a lot takes a lot of work to put something like that together so i just want to give credit where credit is due
2: I oh, love what I you did. said, and, and so much so that some some may think that I said something ignorant to set Jackie. But <laughs> you know, I just said something ignorant. Like, I like that is well said. Like, it's not their decision that they're like, oh, we right. want to make this hyper-realistic war film. Like, this, you're right. just doing their craft and killing right. it, and that's what, right. you know, the the producers or the director wanted right. for this. So, yeah, in, in that sense, when I mean, you're put in that light, I you're 100% right. Um, I don't want to see it, but they're so good at showing it to me. So... <laughs> Yeah, well said. I just want to um call out for for my pick uh, just to cut to the chase here. I really like uh the whales. like in terms of Mike what you were saying, mm-hmm. the 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 heavy suits that we've seen like, you know, Colin Farrell had in the Batman or Tom Hanks had with Elvis. Like those you know, Tom Hanks I I did not think that looked good at all. No. Um,
3: <laughs> it might have just
2: been his performance in it or something. Ugh. Uh, and Colin Farrell's was was fine. I didn't notice it was Colin Farrell, but I kind of noticed it was a you know heavy suit. But yeah. what Frazier, what had he he had going on in the whale was was really special. I I thought. Um, and the Adrian Murat, who who you were talking about, you know the, the nominee who did this. He I guess he's like sort of, and this is what's kind of cool too. He he pioneered like a you know a three D uh, imaging technology, like a like a three D printer to make a lot of the the prosthetics or the oh, appliances. Really? And it was just like this is kind of like cutting edge in terms of, um, you know, what they're doing now. So I mean, I to me, I think that's maybe why it looks so real. And then what what Judy uh, Chin did with, Frazier's hair—it's it's unbelievable how how thin and and scraggly it looks. Like I mean, there's there's never a question of like reality, and it might it even be just what Frazier's doing under those appliances right. in that right. in that hair. But I just thought it was a, a great kind of marriage of of. You know those three people the hair the makeup and the performer and i'm also like a sucker for directors that kind of have yeah a lot of times with directors we think of you know they have their 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 players in terms of the actors but aronofsky had brought these people with him along the way like like you were saying like judy was in a a, he she did a few other she was in like noah and stuff like that or not in it but she was you know doing the hair in those movies and and the same thing with Adrian too. He was. He did Mother and I think The Fountain. But anyways, uh, mm-hmm. so I, I kind of okay. I love that kind of like family vibe. Like oh I I, I cool. talent and I want to bring them with me moving forward. So yeah. I like that storyline. So that's why lifting I'm on as board. you
1: climb. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yep. Yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah, it's oh man. This is such it's such a tough category. I mean, uh-huh. you're right. It, I I think the. The whale is the one that, to me, stands out the most. Like, that's the one that I think everyone will talk about the most because it's, it's so, you know, it's Brendan Fraser and it's so, uh, you know, it's so eye-popping what was done there. Yeah. And, it, you know, and it, you're right, Jason, that it's a credit of, you know, them together, like, creating the the makeup, the hair for him, but then him carrying that and the, all of it ultimately, like, it's, but it doesn't feel unnatural. Like it doesn't take away from the, like, you know, you're still watching the movie and you are bought into him. So I think there's something that when they can, when they can put this on and add have you think like, this is Brendan Fraser in a fat suit, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and that it feels natural and real. Like that really is remarkable. Mm -hmm. And I think it's hard. It's almost easy to overlook it other than, you know, you focus on this size. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've kind of talked about before, like the pluses and minuses of that. Um, But ultimately, you know, for the, what the movie is itself, you know, it's a really small movie. It's a really like, it's a play. It's a, it's a one room play basically, but Mm -hmm. that you can have this remarkable piece of makeup happening in this small play. That's, you know, in this small space that has few characters and not have it just completely overwhelm everything else you're seeing is a really big credit to them. Um, You know, to me, I, to me, that's who I think has to win it. Um, You know, my other one after that though, Jackie's really selling me on all quiet um, with just respecting that more, Um, you know, but other than that, I mean, again, it's, it's Black Panther because some of the stuff that I talked about with the costume. Yes. Again, we're Namor's costume is a tight swimsuit. So a lot of what I think of his costume is actually his makeup, right? And right. and to me, I would assume this goes in it, but it's also like the Atlantean well, they aren't Atlantean. Um but you know, the his other people that that like that yeah. they're mm-hmm. and then just when you talk about you know you look at like Camille Friend and her experience with, you know, glorifying black hair on screen. And I think that's one of the things that is beautiful in, yeah. Wakanda, you know, in Wakanda that what they've created is just the glorious way, you know, the different hairstyles for the men and the women that, uh, you know, that it's just so eye catching, so marvelous. And, uh, you know, for, I think just something culturally, in America, like black hair is so often disrespected. And- not only
1: disrespected, but it's still being legislated against. Yeah, um, right. A, a short film that I made is one of the first not the first. The second short film that I made um was about a woman explaining her a black woman explaining her hair journey. And then I I put in there um this there was i think it was gavin newsom the governor, governor of yeah. california um who had just passed a law just passed a law that it was okay for black women to have either cornrows or dreadlocks in the workplace right so what comes naturally she speaks to this like what comes naturally out of our hair is still being legislated against so i think it's interesting that we're like celebrating right we're celebrating black hair in a film yet like in real life like yeah. of course a certain circles like in our community is being ce- uh celebrated but in other places we can't fully be so yeah. i think and it, of course like that doesn't really have anything to do with of course like you know the academy but i just find it fascinating and also yeah. gut-wrenching and And frustrating um, that like in the year of our Lord, 2023, um, (laughs) is that black women still can't fully be themselves or fully express themselves. And yet here we are with the Academy Awards and it is being, it it should be highlighted. Like I just, I don't want to take away from that. Like it should be highlighted that all these women get to be in their natural aesthetic if we're also going to be you know probably getting into snubs right now if we're going to do that do we it. should yeah. also talk about the woman king
2: yes
1: yeah so we should talk about the woman king because i guess, <laughs> like now you're talking about a a film now of course they took licenses you know just like based on the history and everything like that but this is actually based on a real place like this is right this is the home the kingdom of dahomey we're talking about a real actual place um and so you're taking history and you're putting it you know on screen so you want to be as like accurate as possible right and re- you know paying respects you know to those um you know ancestors and, and 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 just people and everything from that time um but like again you're showing all these women who you know have this power not only do they have power But they just get to be themselves. They get to don whatever hairstyle. And there's a multitude of different hairstyles in that film. So again, if we're going to celebrate, we're going to celebrate again, like African hair. Like, I just also find it interesting that we're celebrating and it's in a fantastical place rather than a real place. Um, Mm.
3: You you can also
1: just saying, it's like, again, the white supremacy is right there. Anyway, um, <laughs> just like underneath the current. But, um, yeah, that's a whole other podcast that I should start. I should <laughs> probably...
3: Yes, please. Well, I mean, yeah.
1: But like yeah. that, you could also say with... um, Actually, it would be more with cinematography. We haven't got... that's That'll be in our technical thing. Because yep. I can definitely bring that up when it comes to movies like Nope and, like, Lighting Us. Because that's also another important thing. When so yeah. here's where I get into my technical stuff. Um, with hair and makeup, right? What really what really makes that too is that the person who is lighting the studio, right, works with right. the makeup artist to make sure that, you know, whatever it is that you have right on, you know, face, body, whatever, and if they are, you know, darker skinned to make sure that you're lighting them appropriately, you know, Um, and oftentimes that is also something too, again, hair and makeup stylists or makeup artists are filmmakers and being that films are very collaborative, you want to make sure that what, however, your makeup artist is like styling your actors, that you also have the appropriate um, lighting for that as well, because makeup also affects, you know, how you light um, someone. So there's there's yeah. just so much that goes into it so yeah i think as far as that goes i'm like all right so <laughs> like as far <laughs> as it goes, i'm like i i do appreciate that you know black panther is on there or well yeah i do appreciate that black panther is on there but i'm also just like okay we're gonna also t- point to hair maybe also the woman king
0: yeah but, uh yeah. you know and i forgot women king would have been a good snub also for a costume because costumes are beautiful <laughs> yeah. oh yeah
1: just i just they did they did get an award or gina prince by the director um got an award at the na naacp um awards um so that was something so because awesome. i know like i know that the um the sad Awards that just happened but i also mm-hmm. wanted to make sure to give a shout out to that as well that um
0: yeah yeah thank you the yeah. the image awards were yeah. were they also yesterday
1: yeah. yeah i think so i don't know were they yesterday i know they were over the
2: weekend
0: i yeah. don't
1: know if those are televised someone can again fact check me on that but i just I saw know.
0: either of them are
1: on on, on on the Twitter sphere, um, like I saw, I, I saw that that was happening because uh, she had posted it. Gina posted that, and awesome. so I thought that was awesome. But yeah, I'm like, who pays attention to that? Like freaks like me, yes. But like as far <laughs> as like pub, the public goes, no.
0: Right, so. right, right, right. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I saw from that, or the most pub- publicity I saw, was Dwayne Wade and his wife. Celebrating their daughter, which I thought was friggin' awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. That's the uh, uh, SAG Awards definitely took a lot, all the attention away from the like we don't hear enough about the Image Awards. And
1: yeah, <laughs> I love that you also said Dwayne Wade and his wife. His wife is Ga-
2: yeah. Gabrielle
1: Union.
3: Union.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. It should right. be Gabrielle I'm Union her. and her husband. And, her,
0: and right, her You're husband. right. You're right. You're right. As, as movie fans, that's how we should be saying. Come on thank you thank you yeah Girl. you're right you're right <laughs> it was specific just because i saw the headlines of Dwayne wade and what and you're right like oh yeah and really you. You. yeah it's
1: put some nice. respect on her name
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, they That's are right. a wonderful couple who are clearly doing an awesome job supporting their yeah. child Absolutely. uh that i hope more parents do that yeah um oh i another uh snub that i wanted to throw out there um that could have gone with the Costume, also, I wanted to mention was uh, Prey. Uh, oh, I, yeah, that's oh. movie I love. And, and I thought, makeup. Like, all the, the makeup Gosh, in that movie was awesome, terrific. Wow. Prey. Which, so, again, like it's uh, you know, we talk like costume and make and makeup that, yeah. like, one, they took kind of this historical but made just it's visually very striking, yeah. like the yeah. the war paint and the yeah. you know, everything. And it was really, really well done. Yeah. Um, that was a really cool movie. And I would have loved to have seen that get some love for at least stuff like this. Uh so Jay, I know you called out uh Amanda, oh, it's not Mind Hunter. that's the show. Um God, why is this? Anyways, is she it like Mind remember.
1: Thunder or
0: Oh, it's killing me and now I'm mad at What's myself. Happening?
1: Uh, the name of the, <laughs> the actress, actress in Prey.
2: The star oh, of Prey. Yeah. I knew it la- I knew it last episode.
1: Oh my goodness
0: gracious! Don't worry. Okay, I'm gonna take mid right mid okay, okay, thunder. Okay, I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't just I making up name.
1: name. I knew thunder was in the name. I just yeah, I, I, right. I messed up that last part. So I'm sorry, Amber. <laughs> Definitely listen to the podcast. Um, I'm also we need to put some respect on your name as well. Absolutely,
3: absolutely. absolutely.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that and then the other one, another snowbite give, or uh, is. That similar to some of these, I would have loved to have seen. I don't even know who is the makeup artist for um Ty West X, um, because Mia Goth plays several roles in that. One of them is of a very, very old lady, and I didn't realize until the credits were going that oh, that was Mia Goth. Holy crap!
3: Yeah, she had, dual uh, I think going on. She had
0: the dual role going on. So that was mm-hmm. and it was done really well, it looked really good, and uh, you know, and again, that's a movie that's set. And made to look like just like 70s horror, so mm-hmm. you know everyone in it is the way that they do them up like it, it just like you said that in ways that like lighting adds into you know the makeup has to complement yes. that and to get that mood that like you know the cinematographer is going for mm-hmm. It's that doesn't happen if the makeup is not done right effectively mm-hmm. so mm-hmm
2: yeah i think um my snub would be uh crimes of the future the oh, uh, david cronenberg yeah. film uh because like when i think of makeup too i think of like uh you know you know practical effects and prosthetics like and in yeah. and, and, and that's cronenberg's you know you know wheelhouse in terms <laughs> of like body oh, yeah. modification and some body horror, and there's some crazy uh stuff going on there's like a a guy who has like uh ears all over his body like it's just visually it's so insane and it's full of movies <laughs> yes, like just waving it, I it. stayed it, away for like, a no. reason I saw that trailer and I was like oh and
1: that's a no from me doc I, yeah. I, I was like I would I'm, not be able to do that
0: I'm so glad you, you brought that up Jay because I was telling myself earlier I was like ask Jay if he's seen Crimes of the Future because I haven't yet but oh, I'm so just ass, I was just assuming that if from what I heard about it that it was like classic Cronenberg I'm like I bet this is a this is yeah. a best makeup Snub. It's, it's more Cronenberg
2: than he's been I mean in terms of what I want from him in the 80s uh, Cronenberg uh, that he's been right. in in many years so it, it was a uh, success I gotta see and it it's... the prosthetics are, are nuts so oh, I just cool. wanted to mention that
0: awesome awesome I
3: believe uh it.
0: any <laughs> other thoughts on our nominees or we still got one whole category to go no right. let's let, yeah let's move on to the other category. Okay, let's move <laughs> I, on. So, sounds like we all love close. the whale um uh, there's some good nominee. I love all the, the respect that we're giving in both these categories to uh, not just the nominated movies, but some of the other ones and, and the people yeah. that make this stuff happen. I'm learning so much. Um, all right. And our last nomination ca- or our last category today yes. is best production design. So uh, my understanding, again, from this, this is basically this is the sets. Yes. All the like the sets, the background, all that. Um yeah. You know, everything we've talked about before is kind of the what visually goes on the actors themselves. Then this is uh, it was the stages that they are set upon. Right. Um, the nominees last year, the winner last year was Dune. Um, Patricia Vermet and Suzanne Sipos were the winners for that. Um, which, again, I've talked about how much I love Dune um, as a book. And I, I really liked the movie because... Uh, I'm that kind of nerd, and I thought it was a very striking visually mood. Like, the sets in it were ridiculous, and now, like, I've read the book again since watching it, and, you know, the multiple times, and I like it. It just fits in with what was delivered there, so I really like the sets. But, man, there were some really good nominees Uh, last year. It also went against Nightmare Alley. I mean, anytime you're going against Guillermo del Toro, uh, you know his movies are going to be visually beautiful. Uh, Power of the Dog, uh, Tragedy Macbeth, and West Side Story. I mean, this is a ridiculous. That was a ridiculous plate, like a West Side Story and Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And my favorite out of them. Uh, uh, so I love Dune. I really wanted Tragedy Macbeth to win, um, because it was such, a start, and I loved, loved, loved and it like it's the opposite of dune and the dune is this like spectacularly graphic sets and set pieces and background i mean it's it's beautiful and it what? looks real and natural and like mm-hmm. tragedy macbeth is the exact opposite that it's like bleached out toned down and i just loved that like you could take shakespeare you could take macbeth which is like one of the wildest stories and you could create sets that are so sparse but feel like real man. I thought that was so stu- Like to me, uh, outside of Denzel, like it's Denzel, and of course, <laughs> I mean Francis McDormand. Like when is, is she not? I mean, even <laughs> in women talking, she's in it for five minutes. And oh my god! Take your eyes off her. She was so heated that I yeah.
1: was just like, I I remember being so angry. I was like, <laughs> you guys are you flipping blind? Like this was an incredible set. I'm sitting there and I'm like, of course I'm sucked in because come on, we have two greats, right? At like, you know, as the stars, but I'm like this production design, this cinematography, I, it was just, it was just a beautifully made film. And the fact that it didn't get it, I was just like, are you flipping kidding me? Also another stuff from that year for me was the harder they fall production oh guys. yeah yeah
0: that was a bad one yes. like, guys it was
1: just like <laughs> all the disrespect like, no. uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh. well we have some really good nominations this year so let's go through those our uh nominees this year we have uh again a lot of these are going to be pretty familiar hold on yep. let me get to my right list here uh, again, starting again, All Quiet on the Western Front, the production designer is Christian Goldbleck, um, who also was art director on The Reader, I think this is another one. Mm. Again, All Quiet on the Western Front was a German film, so a lot of these, uh, the crew from this has a lot of experience in German films, um, mm. but The Reader was one that, probably one that I'd seen. Uh, and interesting, the set decorator was Ernestine Hipper, who also did Beauty and the Beast, the live action. But she's also the set director on Tar. So it's kind of funny. Like, and that's going to be a reoccurring theme here that we'll find people are involved in like multiple movies. So I don't know if this is like the type of role in a film that like you can do pieces of it and then like be involved in other films. Cause this isn't the only time we're going to come across nominees that have multiple movies kind of out right now or have been. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting that, oh, she has, she's nominated or she is the set decorator on two movies that are, you know, central to this Academy Awards season. Um, all right. Next is, uh, this is our first time talking about this movie. I think other than uh, what Jackie mentioned earlier, Avatar way of water. Mm-hmm. And that's a uh, Dylan Cole is the production design. Dylan Cole and Ben Proctor are the production designers and set decorators, Vanessa Cole. Um, Dylan Cole, so it was interesting looking at these guys, a lot of these guys uh, have star as art directors and have like portfolios and stuff online. So I like went down a hole looking at Dylan Cole's website cause he's also done, I think what his role in a lot of movies was like map painter. And so he's one of his early roles was in Return of the King. Uh, I, love wow. that. Nice. For, for that. I
1: freaking love that so much.
0: So he's been involved in a lot of this stuff. Uh, he has a website that has beautiful stuff. Uh, a lot of things that he's worked on. He, of course, was um, worked in, on art. I don't think he was the production designer. I could be wrong. I should have looked, Had this in front of me of the original Avatar. Again, as we know, Cameron brought a lot of the same people back for Avatar too. Um, I think that he was not. I
2: think this is one of his first production design. I, think, it, I think I think he ready. was
0: in the art department. Right, he was involved, Avatar, but not this role. Right, but this is the first production design. Yeah. Um, and Vanessa Cole is set decorator. She was also involved in District Nine, which I love, and I think nice. that is the striking. Um, set. Oh yeah. Uh, she was also involved in Mortal Engines, oh. and she was oh, involved God. in uh not the set decorator, but I in like roles within it within the, the Hobbit trilogy. So, you know, I love my Lord of the Rings. Wow. Um, she has a lot nice. of experience
3: there. Um,
0: next, we have another movie that we have talked about tonight, Babylon. The production designer, Florence Martin, and set decorator, Anthony Carlino. Florence Martin um, was also the production designer for Liquor's Pizza that was in last year's nomination, nominee, yeah. you know, And she was the production designer for blonde which is which is well it has one nomination this year so again blonde and babylon she's, one a, many. One
2: which, many. she's oh, also right. new newer to the you know that that position i, I yeah. think she's worked in other you know roles like you're saying like this is right seems right, like a pretty right. versatile people in this uh you know doing this job they, they've kind of done a bunch of stuff
1: yep. yeah I can, of, I can say that speaking as someone who used to do production design
0: yes oh. i will say so okay. looking at like the credits of some of these People and some of the uh, people nominated for the other roles. One role that I saw some of these people have earlier in their careers that I'm like, oh, this is cool. I wish I had, like started a career doing this. Was a props buyer. Like oh. I was like, oh, that's so cool. you just so done. much fun. It is so <laughs> much fun, <laughs> right? Oh my like, god! Man, <laughs> it's, learning about this stuff makes me feel like you know, because at one time I dabbled with the idea, like. I actually got into UB's film school, now that's like a like huge one or anything, but I had like thought about it, but I didn't, I didn't go through with it, and I was like, because in my mind, it's like, you only get involved in film if you're going to be Steven Spielberg, otherwise it's just a oh uh, god! I, I don't god, know why I told me this,
3: sad story. but then I, I, know I, I, I'm then sad I look
0: now. at like all these different things, and I'm, like, there's so many other cool things I could have gotten oh, involved absolutely, in, yeah. loved, but. Anyways, this we don't need to talk about Mike's poor choices. Uh, other people made good choices. <laughs> it's
1: not too late, Mike. Just
0: a discussion, discussion for another one. Okay. Oh my god, sorry. Uh, oh, and no, Anthony next episode Car- is what you mean. <laughs> all right. Yep, yep. Uh, set decoration. The set decorator, Anthony Carlito, is again someone that's been involved in a bunch of things, including Iron Man, Captain America, mm-hmm. and Ready Player One. Uh, all right, and another uh, previous discussed nomination nominated movie uh for our next one is elvis the production designer is again catherine martin who we talked about before she mm. did the costumes and also the production design here uh, along with karen murphy i think split the production design role with her um because she didn't have enough on her her catherine probably Seriously. The <laughs> um and the set decorator was bev dunn um who i believe uh if i saw this right i think bev dunn is part of that Boz Lerman team that has done all the... I think it's Baz. I think
1: you can Baz. It. What did I say? Baz. It's Baz
0: Lerman. What did I say? Baz. Bo- oh, like because I, I probably just wanted to be Brian Bosworth. Yeah, ba- well, I think you're right. Well, somebody correct me.
3: It, it's Baz.
0: <laughs> okay, Baz. Yeah, you're right. Thanks. <laughs> I just think of the Baz. Thank you. <laughs> all right, and our last nominee for this category, our last nominee tonight... Uh, the Fablemans. Production designer is Rick Carter, um, who has five Oscar nominations and two wins. And Karen O'Hara is the sex decorator. She has three Oscar nominations, one win. It's not a surprise that when you have a movie like The Fablemans by Steven Spielberg, you've got a list. Super veteran, super experienced, right. super right. recognized. This yeah. is, you know, this is, we aren't just taking a shot on our. Uh, our new production designer it's spielberg so <laughs> he's got he's got the senior staff with him at all times um all right so your thoughts on these nominations again just to review all them we have all fight in the western front mm-hmm. avatar babylon elvis fableman so who did you like who do you think will win who are your snubs
1: okay so i'm gonna try to be as quick about this as possible. Um, Cause I have a little, I have just a little, not disclaimer, just like a little extra something. Um, so yeah. when you're talking about production design, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the art direction of the film. So yeah. you're not just talking about like the set pieces, you know, like when you think of sure. like um, All Quiet on the Western Front, you're thinking of like the trenches and then all these things, you know, that they mm-hmm. put together but when you're just talking about especially for something like the fablemans or any set where it's like set in someone's home you have all these like different buildings that it's set in you're also talking about like the the art that's hanging up you're talking about the Mm. little details that are in each of the houses so like there's a lot of thought that goes into this i remember being on a set and it was like it was supposed to be a a a comedy and so there was these three pictures i had this person who revered einstein um in each in each scene a picture of that picture of albert einstein would get funnier so as you went on it's like details like that you have to be Mm. you have to be really purposeful again everyone who works on a film is a filmmaker so it's not just you know the story that an editor or the actors or the director or even the hair and makeup artists you know are telling or the cinematographer it's also whoever does the production design you're also telling a story with the setting um it has to match the tone um it has to match you know something that's plays to your character right like um when you're talking about you know the, the the person who's theoretically playing spielberg as a boy right it's supposed to match you want to get as close as possible to how you know that room went like or what he would have been obsessed with at the time like all these different things you're telling the story about the character so again there's a lot a lot of work um especially when it's done well a lot of work that goes into it not only just what it should look like you know like as far as when you put together like concept art for it and everything like that but you're also now talking about okay so what is the purpose what is the tone that we're trying to go for here what are the details that we really need to get right in order to tell the story yeah. the way we want it to be told um so like i said like it's down to like should a pencil go there like you, you know what is the artwork this person has in the house or do they have artwork um mm-hmm. so yeah um, so, with all of that being said, <laughs> um, <laughs> as, as far as production design, who this is tough because, like, again, keeping that in mind, I'm just thinking I almost feel like to to give it to Avatar would like be just it, it would be it would seem kind of like an obvious choice. Though so yeah. to me, in my head, I've been like, well. I'm looking more for like visual effects. If I'm going to give up yeah, anything, right. it would be visual effects, cinematography, something like that. Um, so for me, and again, I'm like with the Fablemans. Not to not to discredit them at all, because um, mm-hmm. again, of course, a lot of work goes in that too. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like you also still have you still have something to kind of fall back on right with that like they're like okay stephen builder what was it like growing up what were you into blah 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 like you already have that these people are essentially taking taking nothing like broke t- making something from nothing right uh-huh. and so right. i'm like i don't know if the fablemans would be a choice here so if anything <sighs> I don't know. Again, I'm just going back to like my snubs. I'm going back to something like the Woman King and going back to Nope. Yeah. Um, when you're thinking about especially when you're thinking about details. Like there's something that I notice every single time I watch Nope. Um, I don't know what I would choose here. I would probably just by default again because there's so much work that goes into this. It's like all oh, quiet on the Western Front. I don't want to give Babylon anything. I can't be subjective about that movie. I just can't or objective. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like I don't want it to win anything. Like it is this year's. It is this year's. Um, oh God. Oh, no, I just remember I forgot that American. What was that? Also. Thank you. It's this yes. year's American hustle for me. I could not stand American hustle. um I I was like, I don't want it to win anything and it didn't that year at the Oscars and I was like, thank God um yeah, yeah I don't know I don't know what I would pick from this list because I'm like it seems like all of these are like cheats
2: like, right, like, right, I, don't right. know. I don't know I feel exactly the same way i'm I'm not really passionate about one of them mm-hmm. specifically. You know, they're all kind of doing their own thing in their own unique ways. Like, yeah. like you said, avatars, you think more visual effects, Yeah. Um, you know, and then like you said, like Fablemans is sort of like, you know, set in the past, but they have, you know, they basically already have storyboards because they have photos. Like, right. so, yeah, I, I don't really, I'm not in love with one of these where I'm rooting for it even per se.
3: Yeah.
0: Mike, how, what do you think? So I will, I kind of am, um, and you guys will probably hate me for this and it's okay. Yeah. But, uh. I am kind of really rooting for Elvis to win this because I think that this is, (laughs) I think this is the, (laughs) the crux of, and why give that credit to Catherine Martin, that this is like what makes a Baz Lerman films (laughs) is the, you know, and some of it goes with the costume. We talked about that. Like, but it's, yes, it's a real person, but like, I don't think that like the, the fair where he did the trouble song, like it didn't actually look like that. Like Beale street didn't actually look like that. Yeah. Like yeah, the closest yeah, yeah. thing that might've actually looked like that was Vegas because it's Vegas. Mm-hmm. But right. it's like, it's what he has given us and how the set is. Uh, and I should I think I should say he is Catherine Martin. She is the production designer here yeah. that she has given us this stage that we that this world is set in that you can look at it and uh, and again I have a lot of problems with the movie and as you know jay's rightly pointed out before um you know it presents a very one-sided view of elvis um but then we're, we're not talking about that today but we'll we will though we'll nominee, get to it so i wasn't i was just that it was <laughs> i know i know i know i know i feel the same way but it but it what it does, like, it's just to me is remarkable that you can take, like, it could be just a straight let's give you visual representations of what, because these are all very real places. Mm-hmm. Sun Studios and, again, Beale Street yeah. and, uh you know, all this stuff, but we are going to present it, we're going to give it, like, just this sheer and veneer that has this, like, gloss that I think of with Lerman's films. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that it's and, and but it's such like a because with Elvis and how like over the top his image is like it'd be so easy to like just go like visually like vomit in your face with the extra and the gloss and I just feel like it's just such a uh okay. yeah I feel it's it's remarkable in that it's like it, it represents well like the things that they want to show. Mm-hmm. And, but with its own touch that it, you, they're like, this is the, like, I would never think I've seen the like Elvis comeback special before, uh, like when that was made, it's, a, it's a wild like thing to watch. And it, like, I would never now think of this with that. Like they stand apart from each other and then like, well, this is Boz Luhrmann and how he did it. And even just things like, man, think about like the scene where they're like the, where they're planning that where they have the conversation at the Hollywood sign like, how, like, they made that, like, so grody and, like, falling apart and, like, and it kind of, like, that set the stage for, like, Elvis is kind of getting back to his, like, you know, he's separating himself a little from Charlie Parker and he's kind of getting back to the, like, gritty Elvis that he started with and it's just all that stuff I thought was really cool and, again, like, a lot of problems with the movie but visually it's a treat and you know some of that is like the again everything that we've talked about being nominated for here all the makeup and hairstyle but it really is like i don't know for me like that's what i love about lerman's mm. films is the, the stages that they set for us they're I, just so freaking magical that, like, I, no.
1: I like them. okay i and I, I i i take that point i i get it but when i hear you when i hear you say all that i'm like well dang it then why didn't they give Baz the proper um mm. yep. recognition beca- for the great Gatsby* or Moulin Rouge yeah. where right. it's I mean the production design is all I think about right I mean other yeah. than like the singing and the acting right. and just right, how right. Baz it is like it's just
3: right you, you know, know Baz when yeah. you
1: see it and exactly. I'm and I'm like well dang I I just I don't <laughs> see it and I definitely like I, you know, I take your point. Well, those, you know, those are the ones I
0: think are maybe. even better than this, well, but it just felt like I'm oddity.
1: It's like, ah, uh, like it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't carry that same weight, I guess. Like for me, you know, with a Baz film, because I'm like, right. I usually love Baz films, and this just didn't hit. And I'm like, and I definitely wasn't thinking about production design for it, but like, but I can see what you're saying. I also just was like, well, by that same logic, I would have hoped for some recognition for that for great gatsby or moulin rouge. Right, so. right, right Well, it's right. interesting
2: you said cuz like maybe a, another positive thing to say is like mm-hmm. as like you're saying like, you know, Baz is an, an auteur like he yeah. you see any frame of his film or maybe a few minutes you know it's his film. But oh, yeah. a, a big piece of that is his wife Catherine Martin. She's yeah. doing the, you know, the production design, the yes. costuming yes. and right. she nope. did win the Oscars for moulin rouge and great gatsby so it is being recognized and and so that's kind of interesting Mm -hmm. that like these two are kind of working together to create this vision and um those films overall might not be rewarded but but her work is and and rightly so she is super talented all
1: right so that i did not know so thank you jay um yes But again, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, know I
3: know.
2: <laughs> I, this category,
1: I'm so like, I, oh, I want to have no, Damn it. <laughs> damn
0: right, it exactly. Let's talk it, snubs the, maybe. The hard part for me is like, which you kind of hit on before, Jackie, I think my initial reaction really would be that the, the clear and far above favorite here is Avatar because it's so crazy. But uh-huh. I don't know like how much is it, is it the production design or is it the visual effects and like i
1: don't know because like you don't because like that's the thing Is like uh like <laughs> the entire film is like it's it's visual effects it, 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 and what goes with those visual effects is performance capture so you're not exactly sure except for when you like you're looking at behind the scenes featurettes and stuff on what is actually the set right, versus right. what is like you know, on a on a on a green screen and like so, right? It's hard for me to pinpoint. Okay, well, what exactly is the right. set design here?
0: Right, right, so like, right. So like, I almost
1: seem like it should be right in this category. Like yeah. times where yeah. I feel like
0: a, a movie like Avatar almost should be considered a an animated film because yeah like how much of what we're seeing well just because it's like how much of what we're seeing was actually in front uh like was physically there Mm -hmm. and which I know is it like with production design there's lots of areas where the 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 sets and the what's going on with it is is added in after the fact. Right. I mean they were
1: actually underwater like at you know certain points right like of the film. Yeah
0: they were yeah, that was something, right? I, did we talk about this before? That I had read. I Feel like we I, did. That I was watching something, and apparently, Kate Winslet supposedly was able to like hold her wa- hold her breath for yeah. seven minutes
2: underwater.
1: I
3: still don't know like, if that's
2: necessary, though. If you're basically. Animating over these I actors, mean, like, you know why are we actors. risking lives?
1: She just wanted to say that she could do that. Which, right. I mean, right. listen to Kate her Winslet credit. Yeah, everything. if I could hold my breath un- under the water for seven minutes, I'd be saying it too. Like, That's guess right. what I can do? I
2: <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like we're putting people in danger, and I don't want Kate I, in danger. She's. I she's mean, my, my listen, ladies.
1: Eli. <laughs> what's his name? Eli Roth. Almost yes. lost his life on the set of *Inglorious Bastards* because they, they had the flamethrowers and it was getting uh-huh. real hot. Um, and it was too a little bit too close to call. And so Eli's like, "Yeah, I almost died on that set." So like wow. these actors are yeah. So like these actors are going through it. Um, yes.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Tom Cruise is definitely going to die on set someday. <laughs> oh <my> God,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why am I laughing about that? This is
0: because
2: <laughs> it I'm just not- feels right.
1: I mean, it's just like, I think I'm laughing out to cry. I mean, I'm like, I, I'm not obsessed with Tom Cruise at all, but like, dang, I, I hope not. Like, that would that would be terrible. Um, right, yeah. Yeah.
0: We don't want that to happen. I was thinking of it because I was watching, uh, actually, I was watching, I don't know, one of the, the tabloid shows, like Entertainment Tonight or something like that oh, this sorry. evening after the news. They were talking about the SAG Awards and the Image Awards. Yeah. and uh there was something the direct there was something tom cruise has recognized at yesterday but then he was on kimmel and kimmel was like did you he's like you're filming you're like you're still filming scenes for mission impossible right he's like yeah just had some soon scenes today he's like you risk your life at all on any of those today and he's like uh no just you know in this traffic today that's probably it but like he's still out there just like no, it's probably just hanging from the side of a plane in midair. Yeah. Right. Right. As you I do. had that thought when I was going on vacation, like as we're taking off on the plane, and like Tom Cruise really hung on the wing of one of these kind of things. <laughs> He's so <laughs> nuts! <laughs> like he really did
1: Just crazy. He's a crazy man.
0: We all know that. What?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> God. Oh. Yeah. This all right. So other snubs. We got other snubs for
1: production design um hold on i know i wrote one i don't know if i
0: already mentioned it
1: um oh um wakanda forever um oh yeah so um i'm gonna call out matt to turk um so (laughs) matt to turk actually sent me this thread it was like a 17 oh yeah on all of the details that went into the production design um pointing to indigenous mayan like culture and traditions and all like this was fully thought out someone i don't know who they consulted i don't know the names of the, the the historians and everything like that that they went through but they really did their due diligence um, with this and of course like you know like these scenes you know it's 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 not something that you are like necessarily um looking for unless of course you are one of those people that just happens to like well if you're gonna base this on like real culture definitely have some things oh they 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 did it like they yep. they they did the thing i'm um, sorry i had to sneak it in there um and <laughs> like it's been in my head all day angela best said dude the thing i had i had to i had to um, <laughs> Sorry, but not sorry. Thank you
0: for doing it.
1: No, You're no sorry. Um uh, yes, because it's in my head now, it has to be in yours. And um <laughs> I was just like oh my god, like this person and again I did not look up who it was, so I'm very very sorry. Um but for the for these people who did the production design, they absolutely 100% did their due diligence and I think that absolutely deserves all of the credit um so again these uh, what you would think would be an obvious choice right, um, right. is just it's not on the list and and that to me is just I'm like you had it right there it was right right right,
0: right, there. right. Like, yeah, Especially because uh, you're getting
2: the other nominations in the other categories right oh, right right. Yeah, right. It's weird you
1: would think we mm, Yeah, weird. I have some other choice words, um, but I'm not going to
0: go over <laughs> so, well, yeah. I, I'm going to give another snub that seems odd missing here because it's nominated for so much other stuff. I'm going to give it to Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good call. Let's nice. it, though. <laughs> the, so it's one of when you talked, and I thought about this, Jackie, when you mentioned the, like, the choices and, uh, like, the small choices and like, what art and stuff. Yes. And that's something that, so this goes back to one of our very favorite movies, uh, and I think is the movie that all multiverse movies have to now be um, found against, and this one held up, is Into the Spider-Verse. And Umber, like, Into the Spider-Verse, in that one, like, there's, when we first see Miles in his room, there's the poster of <laughs> Chance the Rapper, but he has like a five, right? And so there's something like that. And there's like, there's little details that I remember watching initially. I'm like, oh, it's just because they don't want to get licensing for all these things. That's just wrong. But then when you find out about the multiverse, you're like, oh, we aren't actually in his world. And this is a symptom of the multiverse that these different things are there. This is a movie that, again, with like no budget compared to these other things. And that Mm -hmm. they were able to create these unique worlds, some of them that are similar to each other, but that they make choices in yeah. creating that to be able to help you correctly identify, well, this yeah. is a different universe than this. And right. yes. like, and that's something that I think is real as we get more movies that try mm-hmm. to yeah. fall into this idea of a multiverse, like, you have to be able to ground your viewers in understanding where you are. And, but that it has to feel like, it can't feel like, uh, like, and what I like about, you can have some of the like the yeah. crazy world where they are just rocks on a cliff. Right. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like way so different. Right. But, like if everything's like that, then it more feels like space travel where you're going to different planets Yeah. where I think what makes a multiverse movie interesting is the, it's the small changes that mm-hmm. right. make, or it's like one big change oh. like hot dog fingers, but then everything else, oh, is, you know, but oh. it, so I think that's when <laughs> <and laughs> I thought the like movie that. did it really well that like Again, yeah. that's really ambitious for uh, a film, an A twenty four film to dabble in this, and that they, you know, the production design is fantastic in creating. Absolutely, they've created these worlds that are feel unique but real and connected to each it's
1: other. So good. And someone else who wasn't wasn't nominated, and I don't know if they did come out with a movie last year. Um, but someone else who's really good at this, whoever works with Edgar Wright on his films. Oh um, yeah! So yes. you're talking *Shaun of the Dead*, *Hot Fuzz*, um, yep. *The World's End*, *Baby Driver*. Yep. Um, yep. And of course, the last one that I can't remember for the life of me. Last thing is *SoHo*. In Soho. Um, There's
2: a reason you can't remember that one.
1: Stop <laughs> it! I actually like that one, Jay. Um. So. <laughs> um. And then *Scott Pilgrim Versus the World*. So, oh, of
2: course. Yes. Go oh,
1: back yes. and watch his films oh yeah and and there's always i always notice something different with his films like just something in the background um like not only production design but then also too especially in um scott pilgrim like with the costuming and everything whoever is working with him on 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 each one of his films the detail that also goes into like the you know in the background and everything like that is just
2: yeah yeah, it looks amazing. like it's the same guy, Marcus Roland. He's done yeah. all those films with him, so that's yeah. pretty awesome. Oh, really? yeah. He, yeah,
1: the, so the detailing. A... Just go back and yes, go back and yeah, watch. So There's right. always something that points to the film. I know he definitely does it with um and the editing, like the 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 editing. Oh, the um, editing! I he's, definitely yeah. credit like Edgar Wright is just he's and i'm you know may or may not be biased because he's one of my favorite directors um just, put more, <laughs> just put more black people in your Just put more black people in your film that's all i'm saying um yeah <laughs> but other than that, like he yeah so that's someone who i notice all the time that's doing things in the back there um but yeah, oh, yeah.
0: this guy oh yeah look at this guy so yeah. i'm looking at uh these are movies oh i love so many of these uh Last Night in Soho, Rocket Man. I still have not seen. Uh, Kid Who Would Be King. That's one that we actually is on. We end up watching a lot because mm. my kids oh, like cool. it. Oh, cool! That's one. awesome. Uh, Baby Driver, mm. Ant. Well, Ant Man. It's uncredited because I'm guessing he was part of Ant Man while right Edgar, was Edgar on. left. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Was, even though I enjoyed Ant Man, oh. it was good, but it I you see. feel like you just get a taste of what Ant-Man it would have, have been. Ant yeah. I saw uh, not
1: the of end. Films, I'm sorry. Mm,
2: um,
0: uh, as a Attack Marvel Lock. comic store.
1: Listen, I've watched every other film. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just to they be are,
1: clear, I have are
2: never
3: fun.
1: cared for Ant Man. I just don't care. Like I, I don't. Like a friend invited me to go watch the latest one. I was like, listen, the only reason why I ever go see that film is because of Kang. Um, because it's yeah, that's reason
2: enough, though.
1: Is it though?
2: Yeah, I mean, the majors. Where we? This is, this is listen, one of our I spinoff just, podcasts. Like, for a few, otherwise I
1: could just go watch that video over and over and over again of this most recent photo shoot. Um, or just go watch The Harder They Fall. God, anyway, oh, so good, man. Um, yes. so like, come on, Jay. Um, and so, I was like, do I really want to spend money
2: to watch? Yeah, you're a completist. Money? Well, maybe when it goes to Disney Plus, maybe,
1: maybe, maybe we'll see. But I like I just as a Marvel fan, I've never cared for Ant Man's thing I, that's just, fair. I that's just, fair
0: yeah yeah they're a fun movie i recommend them they're fun Me too um, Eventually, maybe especially at <laughs> man and the wasp i think really is special yeah it's... i like that one i still have to see quantum mania i will that's solid that too. too but i had to see cocaine bear first right you got to have priorities which speaking of cocaine bear they had another fantastic trailer <laughs> for Creed three, talking about our oh, man Jonathan man, Majors. So and excited, and man. I am very excited. for yes. That
2: I am excited for. Yes. Michael B. versus Jonathan Majors. I'm so ready.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So production design. So I don't know if we said we. I guess we have said. It sounds like we, it's no. I don't. It's we're kind of don't fact. No. Yes, yeah. No. It should be no. It yes, should be no. <laughs> Who do we think they're going to give it to?
1: <sighs>
0: I think you're I feel like I feel like going to be Avatar. Right? It'll
1: hey, be Elvis. like
0: Babylon or something. Oh uh, yeah, I, you know what? My <laughs> call something. is is Babylon because they're just gonna say we love Hollywood. So
2: yeah, I think that wasn't really that well received though. I'm surprised at the nominations that got the few that it did get. I yeah, I really, really think bombed. that's gonna be overlooked. Yeah, I mean, critically, uh, financially, everythingly, everythingly. I
1: love yeah. it. I
2: don't know. I, it, I think it's gotta be Elvis or
0: Avatar. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I could see him maybe going all quiet on the Western Front just because of oh. the trench. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: again,
2: like you said, great work. They're doing great stuff there, yeah. but I just as uh, my guess. You I know, know, that's a boring. Because I'm like,
1: yeah. that's every. Hmm. I'm like I don't. Again, I don't want to discredit people because that's
0: exactly that's
1: a lot of work. Um, I they're just, really
0: good at their jobs too. Yeah, they really
1: are. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
0: I will just recommend for anyone listening that did enjoy. Uh, the depiction of trench warfare in all Quiet in the Western Front. I, think I was talking to the YouTube about this that uh, made me think of when my wife and I were in London a decade ago we went to the Imperial War Museum. It's actually a really interesting museum I mean I don't know everything in England is problematic in its museums because hello British Empire. Hello um, <laughs> but they have uh, they have a like they have like a walkthrough trench experience. Uh that like it's so like gripping It like i can still Mm -hmm. smell in my nose the like smells from that and like and i thought of it from watching this movie it brought back a lot of those thoughts Mm -hmm. that like and everything i'd read said people are like yeah this thing at the imperial war museum is like it's one of the notable exhibits at the museum that like Mm -hmm. you can really feel like what it's like so if you were really into this movie and like this is your jam if you are go to london check this out yeah, you gotta out go to london though you are the, gonna be the the more. tough part yeah well you know <laughs> london is a beautiful city with tons of history and lots of statues and all kinds of cool stuff so you should just go to london because it's awesome anyway.
1: it's on my list <laughs> me,
0: me too I, that. it's great okay go uh, all right um do we have anything else or we uh we good with creative? I think so, right? I think so. All right. Well, these are some fun categories. And like I said, it made me, these are things that I probably haven't, even though I've appreciated in movies before, hasn't been something that I've gone in and paid specific attention to. So I really enjoyed watching these movies. And I def, I absolutely will. Yeah. Um, I'm, As we've kind of talked about on the side, like I realized going through this blast of trying to get through all these movies so that we could talk about them. Uh, realized how much I did not watch during the year. So I'm like, oh, now I'm really excited to kind of pay attention to things that are coming out, not just to think about what the Academy is going to nominate, but like, oh, what are things that are really out there that I should call out and appreciate throughout the year? So it's uh, again, I love movies. I know all three of us love movies. That's why we are insanely doing this project now. <laughs> We're
3: insane.
0: Like we don't have enough. We bit, love yeah. movies. So another yeah. opportunity for us to enjoy movies. Uh, if you love movies like us, You can check out our other podcasts I mentioned. Me and Jay are on Punches and Popcorn. We talk about martial arts films. You can find that on your socials at Punches and Popcorn. And we're on all the major podcast uh, applications and all that good stuff. And, of course, you can find Jackie. Uh, Jackie, let them know where to find you.
1: I'm at OurVoicesProject.com, so I am the co-founder, producer, and director at Our Voices Project. We're a local production company um, that is uh, dedicated to sharing the stories and experiences of Black, Brown, Indigenous people by producing and directing films. Um, And we have a podcast called Representation in Cinema, where we talk about the movies that are doing a great job of representing black, brown, and indigenous people. You can find that at ourvoicesproject.com slash podcast. And then you can find us on Google, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, or Spotify, any of the major platforms uh, where you listen to black, uh, podcasts.
0: Awesome, yeah. And I can't recommend yeah. people, again, go to Our Voices project, ourvoicesproject.com, yeah you got that right. Yeah, yeah
1: that, yep. Because- single, not plural, project.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because again, we here we're talking about movies. Jackie is making movies and you can see some of the work on her website. And those are just absolutely remarkable. Some of those I'm biased because they involve like people that I am friends with and (laughs) know and love and respect. Um, And I mean, I'm friends and love and respect Jackie. So, I mean, I am biased with these. But no, like there's some really remarkable films that are really highlighting just some incredible people. Mm-hmm. real people historical all that so one more about. thing
1: one more thing um yeah, that yeah, happy, i have to absolutely plug um it's just it's not my movie but it's a movie that i wanted to make if i had the chance but someone is making it so because it's also like we are getting to the end of black history month of course black history is 365 366 okay. in a leap year um however um robert smalls if you don't know who that is oh yeah look him up there's a film that's going is they're getting they're crowdfunding now for it, but there's a oh. film that is going to be made about Robert Smalls, and I'm so flipping excited about that.
3: Ooh. If you did not know
1: who Robert Smalls is, um, this man, his entire life is a cinematic, like is is it's very cinematic. Uh, just go look him up. Robert Smalls, um, <laughs> incredible human being, commandeered like a ship, like took over it's just like it's it's insane uh, what this man went through. Um awesome. and did. Yeah. So there's gonna be a movie made about him, and I'm so so excited. Though um no one make a film about Mary Bowser. I got that one.
0: Okay? <laughs> all okay. right. That's the I one that I wanna
1: make. Okay. No
0: yeah, one Yeah. Take...
1: He... all right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Today is February twenty seventh in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. Jack Mere Griffith has called Gibbs. Yes, this on, on Mary Bowser. All legal. The record show. The first the record show.
1: Five. Let's do it.
0: Like, yes. I love it. I love it. Um, as far as the, uh, Robert Smalls.
1: Yes. Robert Smalls. There's it's crowdfunding. Um, the, Oh, the name of the director. Oh, hold on. I know it's like, one
0: second. Well, so what we could do Jackie is, uh, if there's a like a website for it or like if there's a Kickstarter, or anything like that, it's crowdfunding. I can yeah. drop it in our show notes here. So yes, please. hopefully when you're listening to this, this will be in your notes, and uh, I'll make, I'll get that from you after this, Jackie, and I'll make sure it gets into the notes for the episode so that we can.
1: Bill Duke is the director. <gasps> Bill Duke, I love okay. Bill
0: Duke. Oh, my yes! God. That's so cool. I didn't
2: know he was doing that.
1: Yep, he's making it.
2: He's such a good director okay, and actor.
1: He, he announced oh, it yes. earlier, oh! this earlier this month, yeah. Um,
2: he, Bill
0: Duke. What, I was like, wait, where do I know month? that name from? Oh, Predator. Oh, of course, yeah.
1: Yeah, oh,
3: so like,
0: director, yeah.
1: actor Interended. Bill Duke yeah. is. He just sat down with his creative team. They're, crowd, they're crowdfunding for the film on Legion, I believe, is the platform. Um, Ooh, so yeah. I'm ridiculous. flipping excited. I cannot. All
0: right, we'll, we'll find this. We'll include a link to whatever we can find in the show notes. Isn't so he check, like in his 80s or something?
1: Yeah.
3: Good,
0: good for like, him. He, he is 80.
1: Yeah.
2: And he's just uh, joined uh, the Criterion Collection recently with Deep Cover, awesome movie with oh, Lawrence Fishburne yeah. and Jeff Goldblum, nice. which I love. Nice. I freaking nice. love Bill Duke. He's such a great yeah. director.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, excellent, yeah. excellent. We'll check those out. Oh, and also check out uh, Connections. Our Jackie was on that with some of our friends talking about uh, our the best pictures, right? Or just everything. Yeah, yeah. I gotta catch up. I'm still in vacation mode. No, it's all
1: it's all good. I had plenty of hot takes as per usual. So of um, course, definitely. yes. And,
0: <laughs> and if you listen to that episode, you will find some of the other people that were on that episode will also be on future episodes here with us. So stay tuned. And again, uh, you can find us at Oscar Talk Pod on Twitter. Uh, share your thoughts about uh, any of our or misses and any of that good stuff and uh, we'll have more with you soon so have a good night
3: yeah.